0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SAICL, CAI 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. Main feature allows you, the listener, to control the content of our website. When you go to freetalklive.com, all that stuff that you see there in the main section of the site, all created by listeners like you. You find something online you think is pretty cool, think our listeners would enjoy seeing or watching or listening to it or whatever, because you can pretty much submit anything, uh, whether it's a blog post or a news article or a video or Anything you find, you submit the URL to the website, it pops up, other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike it, and then the most liked will make it to the front page of the website, and the top, meaning we're more likely to see it, and more likely to discuss it. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Oh, coming up here, uh, Mark and I, I know that I, I don't want to pull this on you, but I know that we, we didn't get to something last night that we promised that we were going to get to, and that was the 200 fireworks. So when you get a chance, pull that up. We'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about that. 200 fireworks just slipping past those security experts at uh, the TSA. We'll tell you more about that. And plus, kind of you know now and then on Free Talk Live... We like to talk business, we like to talk a little bit of shop. Uh, like to talk about the the talk radio industry to some extent and actually, uh, before the show, Mark, you and I spent about an hour on uh, the phone doing an interview with one of the uh, the movers and shakers in the business a guy named Randall Bloom, uh, Bloomquist, who is a, a longtime talk radio program director now consultant uh, now uh, what, you know, does uh, i guess writing work basically for the uh, for the industry and uh, so that's going to be included maybe not tonight tonight. Is it going to
1: be because that's you've got tonight.
0: another thing that you recorded, too? Right. That's tomorrow night. Okay, okay. So that's going to be in tonight's show, and as part of the
1: podcast... Right. Uh, so, so you'd, you'd have to, to go to freetalklive.com if you want to hear that interview. Randall is, by the way, a, uh, a big... A libertarian. A big, yeah, big-time libertarian, and that's, you know, sort of the reason for the interview. Yep. The, the other interview that I did today was uh, Daniel Lachemacher, who is uh, the the guy that managed to get... Listen to these descriptions that I get into one, uh, one sentence here. He uh, was discharged within four months of filing conscientious objector status while in the Navy and was honorably discharged. One more time. <laughs> was t- discharged within four months of filing a uh, conscientious objector status. Honorably discharged. Honorably discharged from the Navy. I'll be damned. Yep. So uh, amazing! Uh, he's got an amazing story and That's has the ability. Night. Yeah, that'll be attached to tomorrow night show and has the ability to help anybody who's in the military now who wishes to uh, to get out. Now,
0: maybe uh, now, if you're new to talk radio, if you are somebody who's like me and you're just dis- disgusted in general by talk radio and the the kinds of shows that are out there, you may or may not be familiar with the name like Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura is a name that uh, kind of rings a little wider than talk radio. She's had a television career. She's appeared books. here and there, books, etc. And uh, she's had some interesting things happen to her. We're going to give you uh, some more news about her in a little bit here and talk about what... One of my problems with her is, and uh, share that with you, of course, you're also welcome to bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Also on the way here tonight, uh, we may be hearing about the drinking game, the City Council drinking game that made international headlines uh, a couple of weeks ago out of our very own Keene, New Hampshire. That uh, that should be taking place as we speak, so we will uh, be updated on that. I think Sean's going to come pay a visit here a little bit later to let us know what happened. Uh, But we're going to go to your phone calls first. You can take control of the airwaves. Jim is listening in Iowa via our studio cam. At cam.freetalklive.com. Hello, Jim. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
2: Um, I first wanted to share a celebration of what I just did last night. I put a video on YouTube, and the reason I'm calling Free Talk Live is because of how much influence the, your your show has had on this video. Oh, thanks. Uh, the, what is it? The video, the video is called Freedom Why Government is Immoral. All right. Um, I noticed that there wasn't really much literature up there uh, on YouTube regarding that topic, uh, specifically addressing that, so I wanted to bring that up. And uh, it it was the PowerPoint presentation that's on there was originally... uh, I I originally made that to present to a group that I wanted to start in my hometown. What Um, sort of group? uh, Like a libertarian group. um, But I kept hearing... Uh, Ian's voice in my head over and over again saying, "Well, it's not New Hampshire, so you're not going to have anybody there." <laughs> so, uh, well, I hope I you can prove that...
0: me wrong. I, I hope. I, I would love to see some sort of liberty explosion somewhere of you know super activists getting out there and, and kicking butt for freedom. I mean, right. not in a violent kind of way, but a fun kind of butt kicking way. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Right. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I probably am not going to succeed in that as as much as I could if I put that on on YouTube. So I, I did that. Um, but then my question that stems from that is uh, I have several images that I put up on my PowerPoint that I found from Googling and just you know copying pasting images from the Internet. Um, and I, it was kind of on the back of my mind throughout the whole time I was making it, but it wasn't until these last couple of days that I've been really nervous about it, even though I shouldn't be. And it has to deal with copyright infringement. You guys have talked about this for several weeks. Um, and I just wanted to hear your perspective on you know what kind of ramifications would, would there be for posting copyrighted images on a PowerPoint presentation? For example, I have a, I have an image of Walmart up there. You know what what type of consequences would there be?
0: An image of Walmart that someone else took and has claimed a copyright on?
2: Um, I don't. I, see, I don't. I don't even know what images are copyrighted or not. Or if public
1: domain.
0: Well, I think most people would probably... Uh, well, most people that believe in copyright would say that anything they take is uh, is automatically copyrighted. It's, uh, I, I, don't, I know. don't
1: know that that's entirely... I don't believe that to be a true statement. However, they may very well try to uh, bluster you into taking them down, at which point that, you know, that I don't see any reason why you couldn't find some other picture of Walmart. Yeah,
0: the, well, the liability is... Um
1: Right, it's The liability is zero, uh, just yeah. about zero. Uh, basically, unless you have this super popular uh, video, then you're not going to hear anything about it. And you're making money also. That right. would be another factor. It, well, I don't know that it necessarily is, but it, it's a super popular video. And the worst thing that's going to happen is YouTube pulls it. Pretty much, and okay. they may not even tell you. So you would they'll have tell to check. you they'll
0: send you a message.
1: They'll they'll have to you'll have to check on a regular basis to find that out. And uh, I'm pretty sure they send you a notice when they pull. You down should your be video. so lucky as to have this problem. And I can tell you that many people um, in all kinds of media concern themselves with it. And uh, Free Talk Live, we've been you know I don't know what the rules are. We've been reading news stories and talking about things and never had an issue with this. The most uh, the only time that we ever had an issue with it at all was the um, F Paul, not, not F Paul Wilson. El um, Neil Smith. Smith's issue, and uh, it didn't really have anything to do with Free Talk Live.
0: And he didn't really do anything about it either. He kind of blustered about it, made a big uh, stink. We both and got
1: uh, we both got traffic to yeah, our there was perspective. Some publicity that came from it. Yeah.
0: So uh, you know, if you're really concerned, what I would do is, if you're really worried, and like Mark said, there's not much to be concerned about. But go ahead and attribute. Uh, go ahead and uh, at the end of your video, put some put it in the credits, photos, thanks to, and then wherever oh, it is you I got did. them from.
3: I did.
1: Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think, you've, think you've got much to worry about here. I think yeah. that uh, much ado about nothing, my friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I just encourage you guys and anybody else out there listening to YouTube uh, Freedom Why Government is Immoral.
0: Excellent. Thank you for that. I, uh, I look forward to it, and I appreciate uh, your call tonight. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Yep, 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Dr. Laura Sleisinger, incredibly successful uh, talk radio host, the, the most successful female. Uh, talk radio host in probably the world, if not the certainly the the United States. At
1: one point, that was certainly
0: the case. I mean, it's she still was, the, the case.
1: Yeah, it, she's it, number it, three overall. Number one. I don't female. think she's number three anymore. I think that last
0: time I looked, she was tied for number three with about three other people. So there's Glenn Beck, a, Glenn and, uh, Beck Michael, Michael Savage, Savage and her. Dr. Laura. Hmm. Okay. Although, to be fair, Mark, I have been looking through her affiliates list today, because that's what I do during the daytime, is I call radio stations uh, to pitch Free Talk Live to them, and now that she's leaving radio, that's the big news, by the way, uh, now that she's leaving radio, I've been calling the stations, and as usual, when you look at these radio stations affiliates lists... Uh, or these uh, radio shows affiliates list, you find out that they don't have all the affiliates they claim that they have.
1: Yeah, it's the dirty secret of of radio is that they'll essentially they put an affiliate on the list and they never take them off. If an affiliate ever added their show, then they never take it off. And if so, Free Talk Live would probably would would be over a hundred stations right now. we Would be darn we would, close. Yeah. yeah, we'd claim uh, uh, we would be. We, we could claim over a hundred stations, and that would be it'd be immoral. It's a lie.
0: Yes, this is true. All right, so uh, Dr. Laura has quit radio. And uh, she's a bit of a controversial personality. She doesn't really care too much for uh, homosexuals, and I want to address that issue here because that has been the source of some controversy amongst my uh, my industry people, the people that I've been trying to sell the show to. Some of them were upset about what I said about Dr. Lawrence. Free Talk Live.
4: In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1. The first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com.
0: Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, FreeTalkLive.com features, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program, Shrine. Dot freetalklive dot com is the place to go. Shrine dot freetalklive dot com.
1: That's right. The uh, you know, the um the the call in line is sponsored by SACL CAI and the principal over there at SACL CAI is Jason Osborne. And the uh, the great Osborneo has decided that he is uh you know gonna use his live read spots to endorse anti war during their fundraising uh, campaign. Um uh, so antiwar dot com is your source for anti war news and views for fifteen years. Uh, it's uh, it is having their their Quarterly pledge drive, you can strike a blow against the empire and give antiwar dot com. Um, give to antiwar dot com. It's antiwar.com slash donate, or you can call uh, Angela Keaton there. It's on the website and get her uh, telephone number there. It's antiwar dot You know, and I we've re- read many of their articles here. I think they uh, they they do an awesome job as far as foreign policy uh, for people that love liberty. That's right.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. Back to your phone calls here in moments, but just an update on what's going on with uh, Doctor Laura. She is uh, one of the most popular talk radio hosts in the business, and uh, I don't really necessarily agree with
1: much of what I've heard her say. Um, I think she's good on some family values things when you're talking about your family. Um, the way to be sort of uh, with your family, it's 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 good. I mean, you know, I I'm, I'm I'm for the idea of parents raising kids.
0: She is a bit of a homophobe, though, in my opinion, and that's based on what uh, what I've read here. She's got some. There's some citations here on the the Wikipedia article about her, where it points out that uh, her television show, which failed, by the way. The claim here is one of the reasons why it failed was because – and she's now quitting radio at the end of the year. Uh, So that's kind of the big news that has prompted this discussion. Uh, Slicinger's views on homosexuality were a major factor in the show's undoing in the – according to Wikipedia. In the months leading up to the premiere of her TV talk show, Slicinger called homosexuality a biological error. (laughs) She expressed the view that homosexuality was acceptable as long as it wasn't public. Or that there were not, or that, excuse me, or those that were did not attempt to adopt children. She regularly compared LGBT parenting to pedophilia by reiterating her view that a, quote, huge portion of the male homosexual populace is predatory on young boys. It's completely unfounded. Completely unfounded. It's It's just being nasty and spreading horrible uh, horrible rumors. Schlesinger was frequently criticized in uh, LGBT media for her view of homosexuality as a biological error and for her opposition to adoption. A uh, media watchdog group began monitoring her on I've always comments. found this,
1: this adoption thing uh, interesting. Um, you know, the, the idea that um, somehow you're supposed to take this kid that would otherwise go into a foster home. Um, and, you know, he... You'd prefer to put them in a foster home than you would in, in a family with uh, two parents. I, like It just doesn't make any sense to me, the uh, two gay parents um, you know. who are really, in many cases, as
0: loving as anybody else. Uh, I've met gay couples in the past, and they're just
1: the ones I've met, some of the nicest folks. I mean, I just—it I, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, there's plenty of kids in this world that could use parenting as good as some of these families could provide. There's
0: plenty of kids waiting to be adopted.
1: It, you know, even if you consider it suboptimal, and I can understand why you might consider it suboptimal. It, it to to consider maybe it,
0: if you were bigot or something. To, like well, that.
1: I can see why you would consider it that way. I mean, you know, I I, I get why you would consider it that way, but um, the the idea that that would be your only criteria. Like anybody can go out there and adopt. Uh, that's uh, heterosexual. Any any drunken any yuckadoo. Any any, any idiots. Any pedofi- pedophile that happens to have a wife. You know. Anybody is okay as long as we don't give them to a gay person.
0: Well, I mean the the uh, the drunken idiots would probably have to clean themselves up a little bit just to make you know make it look like they weren't if they were a pedophile they'd probably have to pretend like they're not in order to get the uh, the kid adopted. But yeah, as long as you're in there and you're a couple, you'll probably get the kid, right? That's
1: uh, that's the idea behind it all that it you know it the the only real criteria here is heterosexuality and it's just a bad criteria.
0: According to the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council, uh, they ruled that her consistent characterization of the sexual behavior of gays and lesbians as quote, abnormal, aberrant, deviant, disordered, dysfunctional, and an error constu, uh, constituted abusive discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and were in violation. I disagree with that. What's that now? That
1: it's abusive discrimination? I mean, some lady giving her opinion on the television? Well, is it's abusive. certainly not
0: abusive, but it is certainly, um, it's, it's intolerant. And it's, I find
1: it despicable on her part. And I, that's even why I, so, I mean, I, if, if a television station decides to take somebody off the air because they're well, getting they can pressure take them off for whatever they want, right? They can take them off for, for whatever they want. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, uh, we're in a time of change here and people are going to have their opinions one way or the other. And their opinion is their opinion and they should be allowed to have that. Um, well, they
0: can, she, nobody said she couldn't have her opinion. They just didn 't want her on their you know television shows they 're using legal
1: terms like discrimination and and uh, you know all these other terms and you know I, I don't know if am I, I don't know if I go for that
0: well, I was really only sharing that to give you an idea of yep. what this woman said about sure. gay people. And, you know, you can't take that back. Right. And she did try to apologize, just like she tried to apologize recently for saying the N-word multiple times. This just happened a couple of weeks ago on her radio show. She used uh, the N-word something like 11 times in two minutes or something by four minutes or something four like minutes. That, yeah. yeah. Now, you, you if you actually play the audio back, you can kind of understand where she was coming from. And, you know, I certainly support her right to be uh, to have free speech and everything like that. Uh, well, I, but, she wasn't.
1: She wasn't being racist in using the N word. She was using it uh, just to, you know, sort of make a point. And I personally won't use it. I've I've definitely used it in my life, but I've decided that it doesn't forward the conversation for me.
0: Right. Well, just like me using the C word over and over again to make some sort of point uh, would be a little bit rude. It would just be a little rude. And so there was a bit of hubbub about that, and now all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, she, out of the blue, not even a couple of weeks, announced, yeah, like eleven days or something like that, uh, announces that she is quitting radio at the end of the year. So she's going to let her contract run out to the end of the year, and then she's done uh, with the radio business. And that's been, you know, kind of sending waves through the industry to some extent. So naturally, whenever somebody quits radio, I always send out an industry update to like my six 600- hundred. Something program directors that I've got on It's email probably
1: most list. of the talk stations in the nation. Yeah, it's a good amount. I don't know if it's most of them. It's because there's
0: still a lot of stations that have never heard of us. Well, the suge- uh, but the suggestion would be there are that a couple there's thousand talk
1: stations. There are about eleven thousand radio stations in America. Are you suggesting to me that eighteen um, percent of stations, sixteen uh, percent of radio stations, are talk? I don't know Mark. I, I w- know there are at least a Radio couple of thousand stations? talk stations. I don't think there are a couple of thousand talk stations. Oh, if I'm you consider you there are. if you consider ones that have morning shows talk stations then okay I'll give you that. But no, that's not no, the same that's not thing what I'm talking about.
0: So anyway, I sent out this email update uh, to folks suggesting I acknowledged her accomplishments. I wrote that uh, you've probably seen in this morning's various industry news emails, Dr. Laura, one of the most widely heard and accomplished hosts in the business, is throwing in the towel on her radio career. The good news is she's going to work through the end of her contract, which means that if you're one of her affiliates, you'll have plenty of time to decide on a replacement. May I suggest Free Talk Live? Uh, especially if you're delaying her show to evenings, etc. I said, well, then go, I go on. Uh, to say that she's a major change, uh, or we're a major change from Dr. Laura. We have families too, of course, but our families value peace, freedom, and personal responsibility. We're not conservatives nor liberals, and while we support her right to say it and understand the context in which she used it, we don't use the N-word. Plus, Dr. Laura is a homophobe, while FTL's Friday Night co-host, Dale, is a gay man, and I got a bit of a rough response. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Head on over to freetalklive.com, and you can follow our news updates. You can get them via email. Follow our Twitter or Facebook, whichever way works best for you, the delivery method you prefer. You can have it. It's free. News.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com.
1: Get your Liberty message to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard at libertystickers.com. If you've got a business and you need to put together some stickers for your business, libertystickers.com, the uh, their their sister organization, uh, can make custom stickers for you. It's thebumpersticker.com. You can get there through libertystickers.com.
0: So after uh, Dr. Laura, one of the most uh, successful, popular talk show hosts in the business, the number one female talk show host out there, she called it quits. She's throwing in the towel. She's going to finish up the year and then she's going to be done uh, with her radio career. She's going to basically have books and then uh, her YouTube channel, which, by the way, only has like 5,000 subscribers. It's not a whole lot.
1: Well, I don't know that her YouTube channel is the way that she. I mean, you know, I'm sure she, she's had best selling books. So it may yeah, come as But a she was talking about
0: how she's still going to get her word out through her books and the YouTube channel. And, and mm. the internet's going to be her method of delivery. She's not on TV. She's not going to be on radio. So she's going to be new
1: media and uh, in old paper. Media. She could very well eclipse our podcast in the first week.
0: Oh, I'd probably. I mean, we've only got like three to five thousand subscribers uh, for our podcast. So yeah, I'm not saying that. But this is Dr. Laura, the number one female talk show host, only has got 5,000 YouTube uh, subscribers. I just found that interesting. Um, So I sent out this email update to all my industry people, the program directors and such that kind of follow the show and are interested in what we're doing. And I made some comparisons between us and Dr. Laura. I said that, uh, you know, that our family, we, we like families too, but our families value peace, freedom, and personal responsibility. And that was kind of a shot at her being very militaristic, her kids in the military or something like that. And she's always raising money for, you know, bombing people. Uh, supporting the people that uh, that kill other people. Uh, we're not conservatives or liberals, and while we support her right to say it and understand the context in which she used it, we don't use the N-word. Plus, Dr. Laura's a homophobe, while FTA, uh, FTL's Friday night co-host Dale is a gay man. And then I added in kind of a little joke. I said, it's currently unknown if naked photos exist of any of the FTL crew, as they do of Dr. Laura, but we did once do an hour of the show on our webcam without our shirts. And the first response I got to this email, now there's like 600 people that received this email, uh the first response I got was from one of uh, our program directors somebody who already carries the show and he wrote back he thought it was funny yeah. he he enjoyed it the next response I got was a little bit lengthier from another one of our program directors
1: if you and send out something that, that has. Uh, that takes an opinion. Yeah, yeah, that takes an opinion, some people are going to agree, some people are going to disagree.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't as bad as the one where I talked about how I went to jail recently. That actually lost me two subscribers. They were upset because, I don't know, I must be a scumbag if I've gone to jail or something. They demanded to be removed. So no one has demanded to be removed. The, the numbers on the, the list haven't gone down. Uh, but one of the other program directors wrote me back this. Ian, unfortunate about Laura. I support your stance on her freedom of speech, and it's ridiculous that the N-word cannot be used in a conversation as an example. Uh, why can certain races call each other the N-word and not get chastised?
1: I, I, I totally agree with that that particular aspect. I think that it it is... A discrimination to say that I can't say the N-word, but someone else can. So and, and you'll find that many people who are, uh, you know, that would identify as black will find it offensive as a white person use if a white person uses the N-word, but they will not find it offensive as a, if a black person uses it. And that, I'm afraid, is a very similar situation as saying, look, it's OK for white people to sit at my soda counter. It is not OK for black people. And, you know, that's just racism. Do, do I use the term? No, because I don't feel it forwards the conversation. When, I think it's disrespectful. When, I, when black people have called my best friend who is, you know, ethnically black or at least partially uh, the N-word, I find it offensive. I get upset. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided I'm not going to use that term anymore. If it makes me that upset, it could make someone else that upset. Absolutely.
0: He goes on to say, I do, but I do not agree with Laura being a homophobe. That is falling into the PC trap, the same one that applies to the N-word. While I agree that we're free to pursue our own lifestyles to label someone a homophobe because they're outspoken about homosexuality, especially for religious reasons, is wrong. If that were the case, then you would also label me a homophobe. I don't bash people. I don't try to offend them. But I also view it the same way, if less outspoken, as Laura. My wife works with a gay man. We're good friends. My brother-in-law is gay. We simply don't discuss it. But I still don't agree with gay marriage and all the current issues surrounding it.
1: We agree to disagree. Well, to disagree with gay marriage isn't uh, uh, being homophobic. Just to disagree with gay marriage, there's, there's all kinds of things around that.
0: Now, I, I wrote him back, and there's he went on with a little bit more, but I, I wrote him back saying... Look, I was trying to communicate an idea in one word, right? I was trying to, and this is a problem with with trying to keep communication short. I mean, sometimes simple is good. In many, many cases, I believe shorter is better. Uh, but I didn't want to get into a lengthy explanation of what Dr. Laura had said about gay people and how that was, you know, I disagreed with that, etc. I just wanted to make a, a general statement about her viewpoint on gay people and how we're different on Free Talk Live. And I, I you know, I tried to, ex- uh, I attempted to explain that. And uh, and so I would agree with him because I look, you know, the definition of homophobe is a person who fears or hates homosexuals and homosexuality. And I don't know if that's a really accurate term for what Dr. Laura believes. I mean, she seems to be less than pleased with homosexuals. She seems to be, you know, wanting to not involve herself with them. I mean, she calls them biological errors. She thinks that uh, they shouldn't be public, that homosexuals shouldn't be public about their homosexuality. So... Does that make her a homophobe? I guess that's my question. How do you feel about the term homophobe? Does it apply to somebody with those specific beliefs? Or do you have to – do you consider that hatred, Mark, that she's spewing about uh,
1: homosexuals or just – It's – it's not (sighs) – Yes, is, is my short you answer. You think so? Okay, um, it's close because it, I it, gave him that it, one. I said oh. it may not be hatred in that she hates homosexuals because she'll say something like, "Well, you love the sinner, not the sin." Blah mm. uh, blah 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 blah. But she, what she has is she has a religious dogma that uh, excludes a certain segment of the population, and religions have always been about. Who do you exclude and who do you include? And so when you have an exclusionary situation, group, uh, you know, exclusionary group, yeah, that's about hate. That's all that's about. It's, mm-hmm. it's about exclusion, and exclusion is the step in front of hate. You make a solid point. And I, that's I because, of, Ian, I am a super genius. God. Anyway, I
0: gave the guy the point, and I kind of apologize for really kind of summing that up in the one way Because I, I don't – hatred, extreme hatred – She's definitely intolerant, right? She's definitely intolerant towards yes. homosexuals. So oh, I'm not
1: saying it's extreme hatred. I don't even know what her feelings are. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've heard a few things. And, I, you know, I can get some of the points that people make as far as uh, gays not adopting children. I can get all of those points. I think that there are counterpoints that should be made. Um, but you know and i can i can understand why some people don't want to see gays get married i i can get all those i can dis- we can discuss the the finer points but when it's just like you know the, the gay agenda mm-hmm. we've got to fight back against the gay agenda these pc people are trying to ruin our language the queers are stealing christmas uh, you know it's a you're on that team you may not hate gays but you're on the team of that guy would like to have you know if
0: you want to f- chime in on this. It's not really a, a real deep issue here. I'm just wondering. Did I, do you think I used the right word? I I kind of feel like I did. Maybe intolerant towards homosexuals would have been a better, more
1: accurate term.
0: I mean, I was just banging this out one morning. And you that could was the probably word I
1: chose. yeah, whip it out and say something like, uh, "Dr. Laura's uh, you know had some some things that are less than pleasant to say about gay people." Right. And our Friday night co-host is gay. Is gay. Okay. Like if you would have said it in that fashion, and of course, it wouldn't have been quite as succinct. It would have uh, dampened some of the uh, the, the Reaction now. It the, probably would have the, been
0: a smart move because I called another station that uh, was actually airing Dr. Laura, one that is not airing us, and the guy was basically offended by it. He said that, yeah, I read your email this morning and uh, you, you, know, you, you, you insulted one of my hosts and you want me to take your show now? And, I was going to
1: ask, what is the the other fallout? Yeah, um, yeah y- you know, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of inter-show uh, rivalries? I mean, this is right. this is common. This this uh, increases listenership on your station. The right. morning show and the afternoon show going at it. Hey, that's good for you, man.
0: Oh yeah, I don't agree with what the guy said. In fact, I wrote him another email later, and I said, look, you know, I, I apologize for offending you, but I've got opinions about these show hosts in the industry. Most of the hosts on your station, <laughs> I probably don't agree with a hundred percent of them. Uh, and I probably have things to say about them. I have nice
1: things to say about some of them on one side. but And I'm you happy. did. Yeah, I did. More coming up. You take control. Free. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's heavy hundred list. That's the hundred most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com. Four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. there free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live gets a portion of the profits. Still the same great Amazon, same great service and selection. Huge selection. Dozens of categories and a whole lot of items. You can even buy used if you want to. But if you're buying brand new, you're probably going to get free Super Saver shipping. That's available on a lot of their brand new items. So get your shopping done. Enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com and you'll help Free Talk Live and get the stuff that you want and the stuff that you need. We were talking about Dr. Laura Schlessinger quitting radio uh, some would say it was because she had some uh, more controversy dust up over her use of the N-word 11 times. She claims that she's been thinking about leaving for the last year.
1: I'm sure she's very frustrated and, you know, once you get to a certain level in radio, you can't turn around and, uh, you know, to, to scratch your nose without getting somebody who has like something that. to say about it. And these people really are, uh, you know, essentially, the, they call them a cyber lynch mob. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're organized on the internet and, uh, you know, they, they, they have something to say. Free talk Live will, if all goes well, have this problem at some point. I mean, it's it's already turning on the free Keeners here in 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 Keene. There's people organizing against the uh, yeah, outside the is, system activists. Right.
0: We'll get an update here on what's going on in uh, the city council meeting with the drinking game round two. It's happening now as we uh, we speak. Uh, we'll get an update on that in a little bit. But just wanted to know what is what is the definition of a homophobe? Did I use it correctly when I called Dr. Laura a homophobe? I feel like I was a little bit. Uh, that I that I was uh, maybe a, I was exaggerating a little bit perhaps uh, that uh, that homophobe was not quite. A, I'll an tell accurate you statement. the
1: homo the homos in America think she's a homophobe
0: intolerant. I think is uh, is probably a more accurate word while homophobe. Mm, well, let's go to see see what Stephanie has to say here. She's on the line in New Hampshire. Stephanie, you're on the amp lines. Hello there.
5: Hi. Uh, Ian, I don't think you should uh apologize or try to mitigate, you know, what you said about uh Doctor Laura being a homophobe. Um I know I don't listen to her show but and I don't I'm not really familiar with her. But you said that um she said basically that gay people should stay closeted or they shouldn't be public.
0: That's and according to Wikipedia.
5: I, I just wonder why someone would say that unless she felt threatened by them somehow. I mean what and that sounds like fear to me. I mean why why else would she say that they not be public? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I see where the where you're coming from. I mean, the definition of homophobe is intense fear of uh, of something, so or of a of a gay person or or gay people. So I just well, I mean, don't know.
5: What, what if someone said something like, "Well, I, you know, I'm not a misogynist. I just think women should stay at home and not work." You know, I mean, it's almost like that.
1: Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, there's, I guess, I suppose, there's some difference between a person who is uh, uh, frightfully scared of uh, homosexuals and a person who hates them, um, or hatred
0: and fear is the definition of, uh, of homophobe.
1: You know, and it's. it's uh I I don't I don't think there's anything to apologize for but it may have been on the the borderline of hyperbolic.
0: Hyperbolic, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. You know, earlier. and that's
1: uh, that, that but that's all I would give them. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> Dr. Laura's made a career of her family values thing and her family values thing means shooting people that we that disagree with us and uh, uh you know, b- b- telling everybody who's not part of our little group they're bad. Yeah,
5: and the whole uh, biological mistake thing. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty. Eff- I mean, what if someone told you you were a biological mistake because you know they think you're too stupid or something or too fat or I mean, it's just
0: it's despicable. I, I mean,
5: that's a really mean thing to say. Yeah, it's
0: mean. It's despicable. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and from an evolutionary five
5: percent s- of people, biological mistake isn't that about approximately the population that's gay.
1: I thought it was ten percent. I uh, so they'll they'll tell you all kinds of numbers. I, I've heard it's two. So um, and it, it really depends on where you're going to take them on the Kinsey scale, right? Um, so uh, regardless of all that, I would say from an evolutionary standpoint, we're all really biological mistakes, right? I mean we're we're What's all that mean? well because um, you know that it, it, it evo- there isn't the perfect human being. So therefore they're all I mistakes. See where you're coming from, Stephanie? Any other thoughts you want to share?
0: Uh, no, that's it. I just don't think you should uh, feel bad about that, because I agree with you. I didn't really feel bad. I just uh, felt like I maybe used the wrong term in my haste. And I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight.
1: You know, and, and this biological mistake thing, this is what I, I think that the uh, the South Park people were getting at when they talked about those gingers. And, you know, redheads are are going to be bred out in a, in the relatively near future. Are they nature's biological mistake I mean, are are there... redheads reducing in population? Absolutely. Uh, it, it is a recessive gene. They're not hmm. going to be around for very many more generations. Interesting. It's probably more accurate, uh, at least as accurate, to uh, call redheads biological mistakes as it is to call homosexuals because that's not going anywhere. But,
0: um, so but that doesn't imply you hate redheads when you make that statement.
1: Uh, I I don't hate redheads so it doesn't sound that way. I see. However, when I if I had a problem and I think redheads need to stay well, inside their homes. Uh, you know, dye their hair black. Yeah. Uh, just just act like the rest, you know, act like the rest of us uh, people with darker hair. Um then yeah, you know, I I may not be scared of redheads, but I'm weird, you know? Like that's a strange thing to say.
0: Let's continue with your phone calls. You can bring up what you want. Daniel's on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello Daniel. Hey guys. Hey, you're listening uh, to LRN.FM. Think- What's up?
6: Well, I got a continuation on the census story. I called up, uh, I don't know, two or three months ago about the... Uh, they finally sent a real-life, breathing census worker out to the house after I'd ignored three mailers.
0: And when was this that they sent it out? Because the mailers came out originally a few months ago.
6: I got them off at the beginning of this year. Okay. And then uh, I just threw them in the trash. A couple months later... Some guy showed up, and I and I said, you know, look, I don't have any quarrel with you, but I have no interest in, in participating with this stuff, and, and he went on his way, and I thought that was the end of it.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: <clears throat> it was not. I came home today, and on my gate was uh, notice of visit, and uh, there's not much to the story here, just they haven't forgotten about me, and they're still pestering me at this point. They want me to call this guy at, after 7 o'clock in the evening to you know, arrange an interview or something, but... It's going in the trash as well.
0: Okay, all right. Notice a visit. They're so friendly. I mean, <laughs> they, you know, they,
1: when, they, love, they love their little notices and, and yeah. things like that.
0: I mean, can can they be any more just kind of brusque with you? <laughs> Weird, uh, right? I mean, when when for instance uh, FedEx or UPS or something like that will uh, miss you, they'll say they'll leave you a little note. that says, we missed you, you know, or something that just kind of has a nicer sound S- to
1: it. Our apologies. Notice. Sorry. Well, actually,
6: yeah. actually, before you get too far on that, um, it actually is worded pretty nicely. Oh, really, okay. dear resident sorry, I missed you, and then it goes on to say, so really, it's not, it's not a threatening letter, and and what's interesting about this particular one is that, unlike the rest of the things I've gotten from them, there is no little reminder, little a light thread at the end, like most of them do, where it says, you know, you are required by law, blah, 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 mm-hmm. it's devoid of those, which is kind of interesting, but I will give them credit, they decided not to, Open my gate and trespass. They actually stopped at the gate and then left the uh, notice.
0: Yeah, credit stuff in a, credit where you know, credit is due. Hopefully, they will decide to not get nasty later on down the line. And I appreciate the update. Anything else you want to share?
6: Well, I just it was interesting because I haven't heard anything lately more about the census, and I I had completely forgotten about it because I hadn't heard back from them in months. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I, I just found it you know of interest that they haven't forgotten about me at
0: least yeah i wonder what's going to happen now because i know that there's somebody up here i know someone who works for the the census up here uh we call him g-man and uh and apparently he's going to be wrapping things up soon they're going to be wrapping up their their office shutting it down so i at that point i wonder if the notices will be coming from the uh, washington dc office and if they will be any nicer or not so much so it should be interesting to see how this uh this pans out thanks for sharing that man
6: We'll see. But, um, you know, and the phone number he gave me on here looks like a personal phone number.
0: It may very well be so whatever that's worth but yeah, appreciate he, guys. thanks for work. the
1: call dude appreciate it they may have little agents set up all over to sort of you know cover territories and like we're just turning this territory over to you you handle the last of these people mm-hmm. yeah I wonder what their uh, what, what is their compliance rate did uh, did anybody ever I don't know but that's the, that's the whole thing is it It, it just goes to, they don't know what their compliance rate is um, you know of the people that maybe got their forms they might know but mm, yeah okay you, they don't know it's, it's so ridiculous the idea is you know that they can't get a full count of the population so we know that the uh, the number they're gonna come up with is a guess are they going to take uh, you know the amount of letters they sent out and guess or what are they how are they going to come up with their number they're never going to tell you by the way so they're go- they're going <laughs> well, we
0: to know they've been caught make, fudging it
1: yeah they're gonna make up their number in any way they feel like making up a number they're gonna go through the motions of counting people they're not gonna count everybody so we know that their number is off how much is it off by
0: at the end of the day they cash the paychecks yeah they
1: did so they don't have any idea what it's off by it's just it's silly if I asked the lady um, who came to my door if I told you that I had two two dozen Eskimos living in my house would you have to write that down she said yes
0: there's more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. Hour number two is on the way. 200 fireworks slip past the TSA. Well, I think we'll finally get to that story. Of course, we'll also take your phone calls. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. 800 259 9231. Hour two next. This is Free Talk Live.
8: So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining us here, uh, probably for the remainder of the show, I would would imagine, uh, Sean is here. Hello there. Hello, Ian. Welcome. Uh, You just came from the City Council drinking game, round two. Uh, We'll get some details from you on that in a moment. People have been waiting patiently. We're going to get to the phone calls here first. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything, plus uh, the fireworks story with the TSA letting 200 fireworks just slip on by. They're so great at security. Uh, We'll get to that, too. And, of course, your calls first. So we go to the phones and the fun. James is on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark.
9: Ah, uh, thank you for taking my, my phone call. Sure, James.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
9: Uh, well, I just wanted to ask a question about something that um, I saw. I, I went, well, I heard about it on the news, and I wanted to ask you if you guys heard about it. It's about this woman that um, her her boyfriend or her husband reported that she was she reported to the police she was missing, and they went looking for her. And when they finally found her, like in some motel with another guy, mm-hmm. I heard in the news that she that she was arrested, and I didn't know why. So I wanted to ask you if you guys heard about it And if you know why they arrested her
0: Boy that's Where did this happen I mean it Sounds like it could have happened anywhere
9: I don't know I only heard it in the Keith Oberman program About two days ago two hmm. nights ago
0: yeah, I guess the problem here is I'm just a talk show host, and so I don't know what all goes on around the country unless something is brought to my attention for some reason. Yeah, somebody,
1: uh, um, j- just from you saying it, though, somebody will email me uh, the, uh, the story here in relatively yeah. short order, and uh, maybe we can uh, talk about it then.
9: All right, because I wanted to make sure if, if it's true that that happened, because I'm worried about that. You know, that's why. What, are okay, you wor- yeah. what part
0: are you worried Just to clarify, what, uh, what worries you?
9: Oh, well, because if, 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 if they're going to be looking for people and they're going to arrest them after they find them and charge them with, like, you know, all that amount of money on on the time they spent looking for someone, that's what I'm worried about, you know? Oh, so, so, so she was,
0: it. wait a minute, so she was charged because they spent money looking for her? Kind of like a lost hiker.
9: Yeah, they wanted to, I guess, um, put some kind of a fine on her for, like, all the time that they spent. And That doesn't make sense all at all. That.
0: Now, just a comment, now that I know a little bit more about the the, the story, I can at least comment to say that uh, if I call the police and say, you need to find my wife, or you need to find my child, or blah, 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 whatever, whoever it is that I'm looking for, find my dog, and they go out and they find whatever it is that I was looking for, it should, I would think it should be the person who called for the service yeah. that should be uh, f- uh, should be fined or charged or whatever. Yeah, we'll be happy to find, you know, find this person for you, but it's going to cost you X. Um mm-hmm. Of course, I'd rather see people do these things on a voluntary basis in that a lot of times when a child is missing, they're going to go out there and they're going to look for them because they care. Uh, I'd rather see that happen. I think it's pretty insulting uh, that somebody would be charged for this, especially considering that this is what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be out helping people and so-called serving and protecting. And we all pay through the nose in taxes for these so-called services. And then to have them later on say, well, now that we found you, you've got to pay for the fact that we found you. Well, look, I didn't go missing thing I was you know was uh, having sex in a hotel room with my boyfriend. I didn't ask for your services. I didn't ask to be found. Leave me alone. I find that I agree with you. I find that pretty scary. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's uh, the SACL C A I toll free line.
1: Your thoughts on that, gents? I I have to agree. I mean, you know, it's one thing if she called and asked for services; it's another thing entirely if somebody called and asked for them for her. I suspect what they'll say is, "You're supposed to be in contact with your loved ones, and uh, you know, by doing that, you, you you brought
10: it. You brought us into play." No, they they had no business here whatsoever, from what I can understand.
0: We want to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue with your calls and go to Robert. Yeah, no, he's gone. Let's try John in Kansas. John, you're on Free Talk Live. The Inshawn and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey. What's on your mind tonight?
2: Uh, just wanted to let you guys know about something that actually happened here at a city council meeting yesterday. Okay. They, out, they outlawed the possession of anything that could be used to make graffiti, specifically uh, the what's, what they term fat markers.
0: Fat markers? Right. As in P-H-A-T?
2: Uh, as in F-A-T.
0: Oh, okay. The markers that are very wide. Yes. Spray paint?
5: Uh, spray paint is on the list. Uh, even certain kinds of pencils.
0: Okay, so did they make any exceptions? Like, if I'm going to Home Depot and need to buy some spray paint and you know take it home, will I be allowed? If I'm if I'm driving on the road on the way home from Home Depot, uh, will I have to show a receipt uh, to the officer to uh, you know let him know that's where I was coming from? Will we have to go and get the security video from the Home Depot to prove that I was actually there buying it and not just lying and coming back from the uh, the scene of a crime or something like that? Or were there were there any provisions in there? Or is it just yeah we're gonna outlaw this that way we can pick on kids.
2: If, they have, if the officer believes you have a valid reason, they can choose not to arrest you.
0: Ah, so they can use discretion. So, so pretty much yeah. they can arrest anybody they want for having—anybody uh, they don't like, basically, for having spray paint or a fat marker.
1: Yes. Somebody it's who's the wrong age. Too.
0: Yeah, well, of course it'll be somebody who's the wrong age, or maybe a little disheveled looking, or somebody who doesn't look right. Maybe being black uh, while driving, for instance, uh, or or Hispanic. Uh, anybody that the cops don't like, basically. If you know, you certainly... I could
1: arrest you for this uh, this pan- can of spray paint, don't you? Hmm. You know, I mean, it's just a way to uh, to intimidate and hassle people.
0: Where where is this that this uh, transpired? You're in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita, Kansas. Wow, thanks for sharing that. Anything Six else you want in jail to talk for about? That. How many months? Six months. Six months. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: Just what else crazy. can you say? But that—that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, the idea that you—you you can't have spray
1: paint. Thank you for the call. You know, Appreciate it. It, it. They're probably frustrated on more than one occasion where they catch somebody who's wandering away from some place with a can of spray paint in their hand, and like, I'm didn't do nothing, man. What's what's your problem? Right. You know, you know and spray and,
0: paint's not illegal. Really well, now it is.
1: <laughs> with their pants hanging down, they should outlaw
10: the ha- the pants too. They've tried
0: that. Yeah. I I don't know if those have been overturned or not. By the way, I think maybe some of them have and some of them haven't.
10: I have no idea. You've never worn your pants like that, I'm sure. um, Me neither. No, I've never worn my pants that. I did. Kind of. You did? (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully not while you were in prison, Mark. Yes. Well, not that low, but I mean, yeah, that was that was
1: the style. The style.
0: So Sean has returned uh, from speaking of city council meetings. The uh, local meeting here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we're doing this show, made international news a couple of uh, weeks ago when local liberty activists showed up for the city. The very first edition of the city council drinking game. About eight activists showed up, uh, four of which were actually engaging in the drinking game. I was one of them, and myself and Sam and Monica were arrested. Uh, because we were de- it was demanded that we hand over the, the bottles that we had. They were brown bottles that had labels that clearly said not a beer on them. <laughs> and uh, they yelled, uh, the, the, the mayor threatened us, uh, the man who calls himself the mayor, threatened us uh, over having those bottles. Other people call him the mayor too. Whatever. He's a man to me. Anyway, so they threatened us, and then the police chief came over and demanded the bottles from us. One activist gave the bottle up. She was allowed to stay. Then, because we asserted our right to privacy over what was in our bottles and refused to hand them over, refused to consent to a search, they arrested us and charged us with uh, disorderly conduct. This week, tonight, uh, the city council drinking game happened again. It was round two. And I was hoping, I was hoping, crossing my fingers, that more people would show up. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe the activists decide this was a bad idea. They weren't going to show up. Uh, Sean, you were there. You experienced most of all of it, the whole thing? Um,
10: I stayed there until they went into the second non-public session of the evening. Uh, we had about uh, 35 people in the audience. About half of them were people I recognized as activists. There may have been more people I didn't recognize. I've not been in New Hampshire that long. Mm-hmm. 35
0: people. Now, that's more than twice... Uh, last time, last time there were there were eight activists and seven others, and most of the seven others I recognized a good portion of them as uh, as being city bureaucrats or their their family members. So um, obviously, you've not been here long enough to recognize the the city bureaucrats if they were in the audience. I would wouldn't imagine. No, I
10: wouldn't recognize them. I try to avoid interacting with those people.
0: Indeed. So, uh, so what was your impression? Uh, what transpired? And uh, did they crack down tonight?
10: I. Well, as soon as we got into the meeting, they they uh, everybody stood up and and swore allegiance to the piece of cloth in the front of the room.
0: Did everybody do that? Because last time, a number of activists uh, did well, not. Well, okay,
10: all the uh, regular people did, but most regular of the activists did not. About <laughs> half. What, that about sums it up, Sean. How much about yes, how much of the, the good people? They're the regular people. About they're how, how much
0: of the, uh, the the audience did not stand for uh, the, the pledge? I'd say twenty five to thirty percent. Not bad. More coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. One of my favorite parts of the uh, video from the first meeting was when. Monica stands up and turns around (laughs) to face away from the flag during the, uh, the pledge. More coming up. You take control. Free Talk Live.
4: Death. Its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouijiers. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you, W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. Head on over, get interactive.
1: Tired of uh, reading about loss of liberty? Now for the first time a novel showing how liberty can realistically triumph. Progress by Charles Stample. Order a copy from Amazon or for a free PDF of part one, write progress a novel at gmail.com experience a libertarian revolution progress a novel at gmail.com and I just finished this last week and I can tell you upon finishing it I felt that this was an extremely important work it is succinct and I I feel that that's it's really it's, it's strong suit is that the character in here um, which you know obviously it's, it's Charles uh, Stample's writing but the character in here is uh, has the some really Great answers, really short, and really um, in in a in in a way that is um, that I think we can all learn from because it's it's so convincing. Um, go check, please check out uh, "Progress," a novel by Charles Stample.
0: All right, 800-259-9231. Just giving you a recap here of what happened at the city council drinking game. Last last time it made international headlines as uh, multiple arrests were made. This time around uh, there were more activists that were planning on showing up. And usually the way things go is when they have the numbers, the government people, they'll make the arrests. But when they are outnumbered, they will do nothing. And also, when they are embarrassed by making uh, poor choices, like making an arrest for somebody drinking out of uh, drinking water or non-alcoholic beer out of a, a brown bottle. Uh, in a city council meeting where drinks are allowed to be had, uh, they sometimes learn their lessons and, and don't make a move. Sean is here, uh, joining us here for the remainder of the program. You were at the uh, the city council drinking game round two, and you were just getting into describing what the scene was like. And I just wanted to take a quick moment and address the pledge issue. Uh, Sean, did you participate in the pledge? I did not. Why? Are you? Don't you hate America?
10: I don't hate America. I don't have any particular allegiance to the flag, so I'm not going to pledge it
0: well why don 't you have an allegiance to the flag? I mean we were all raised to uh, to respect the stars and stripes. those are our our forefathers died for this country
10: well, they weren 't my forefathers. My forefathers were mostly in Ireland and Poland at the time. <laughs> However, um, what this country is supposed to represent and what this country actually does represent are two very different things, and even so i don 't feel any particular loyalty to a piece of Fabric.
1: Also, there's an idolatry factor. Yeah, I think that, that's how it is well. for me. Um, you know, I can I, I I can understand that people across the board have different feelings about the Pledge of Allegiance and that kind of thing, but uh, you know, for me, what that what it seems like is it seems like something like. Idol worship. It seems like uh, you know a secondary god, and uh, if you're a Christian, then your stuff says that uh, that you shouldn't have other gods. That God is a jealous God, and He doesn't want you to have other gods. But what if there was a religion around, based around worshiping the state of America or the the the, you know the, the federal government? If there was a, uh, a religion that was in that way, how what would it look like? Would it look like people standing around with their hands over their hearts, say, recanting a little prayer that in they unison? learned? Um, in unison. Would it be... Uh would it be the inability to, to, to blaspheme and question uh, the people that run that organization, or at the very least, uh, the sort of amorphous thought of the organization? Because America doesn't exist. I mean, it isn't the United real. United States. Yeah. The United States. I mean, it's even America. I, mean, I suppose you can say that the landmass that people call North America yeah. exists. But, you know, to have. What, do people really have an allegiance to the land? Because I don't think that they do. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. People have an allegiance to a group,
0: they have allegiance to ideas, right? And the idea is of the state. In fact, the the pledge is actually beyond the idolatry it was actually written by a socialist so not only are all you guys absolutely correct in what you're saying, but the, the pledge was written by a socialist. The, the purpose of the pledge is to indoctrinate people into a worshipful mindset surrounding the concept of the state. And that's the idea that we're talking about here. The state doesn't exist. The state is just an idea. It's just a concept that justifies in people's minds strange men and women enacting violence using the threat, threat of force and actual force on other men and women. And, and
10: don't forget the funny costumes. You've got to have the funny costumes. Well, in order, yeah, it kind of goes along with the
0: the whole program. So you got the flag, the costumes, and all of this uh, this worship that surrounds the idea of the state. And that's why they were so offended at the drinking, and they're they're so offended at the idea that people would have fun. We we'll try to have fun with their meetings, with their serious meetings. and They're so important. And they're very, you know, this is the state we're talking about here. This is public service. How dare, how dare you not take this seriously? Where is your decorum? And this is the attitude, right? So uh, so tonight, you were there. You said about 35 people in the audience, half of which about you recognized as uh, as liberty activists. But as you say, you haven't been in the movement for a long time, so you may not have recognized them all.
10: Yeah, that'd be about my guess, yes. Uh
0: number of people didn't stand for the pledge. How many cops were in the room? Because last time they had Two.
10: Um, I recall seeing two uniformed officers, and there was one more plainclothes gentleman, I believe, to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize them again. I haven't been here that long.
0: Maybe others that uh, were also in plain clothes that you don't recognize yeah. as well. Uh, wh- what kind of? I, I heard that there was a, a bit of a conflict, because apparently the rumor had been that the anti-free state activists were going to show up at this. You know, the the much ballyhooed uh, majority. Right when you when you read yeah. about. When you read the uh, the local uh, comments on the FreeKeen dot com or the local newspaper, the Keen Sentinel, there are all these anonymous people that are supposedly all these anonymous people. It might be the same three people, I don't know. But anonymous people commenting on how awful uh, Free Keen is and how terrible the Free State Project is, and and you know liberty sucks, and you know worship the state, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and they would they would like us to believe that they are the majority that they speak for all of the community. Well,
1: and- they would like that, but I think that uh, the concern of some say liberty activists that are concerned about uh, you know the the PR behind the, this is that they probably don't believe that the major- that these people speak for the majority. They're just concerned about the majority. The majority may be swayed one way or the other. And I've talked to plenty of people that are um, it, both appreciate the uh, the Free State Project and what they do and the outside the system activists and think that they're a bunch of uh, losers that are wasting their time and annoying people. So, I mean, I've, I've heard both sides just in the general community.
0: Sure, but the 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 people that are anti are trying to make it seem like well the, the majority of people hates you and sure. the community hates you and et cetera. Yep, they're, so they're wrong. Was,
1: you know, this is a good opportunity. <laughs> I don't know, hate. Uh, you know, I, I think go that, home, et cetera. I think people. Uh, you know, the, the I think most people are sheep and they're going to do what uh, the you know the that they think the the sort of the will of the public is. Well, I they? think most people are unaware of really what uh, what goes on. They don't need to be aware of what goes on. They just need to be aware of whether or not free staters or free keeners or whatever are bad people. Well, anyway.
0: The numbers didn't really bear it out. You said there was one, no. maybe a handful yeah. of uh, protesters? Well, it,
10: it was funny you said maybe it's the same three people, because that's how many I saw. It was three people out there demonstrating against the Free Staters. Where
0: were they? They were not in the city they council chambers? They did not chambers? come
10: into the city council chambers. They sat outside with some cardboard signs.
0: So they were, were they outside the room or outside the building?
10: They were outside the building. Oh, interesting. They didn't want to sit through the boring meeting, I guess. <laughs> I can't blame them. I, it was It was the most... Boring hour of my life.
0: Right. Uh. Yeah, we, we don't like you free staters. Uh, we don't think you should be involved. Get out Get out of here. Get out of the system. And we're not going to get involved in the system either. We just want to be here and wave signs. Leave
1: us yeah. to our boring meeting. Yeah.
0: Well, they didn't want to be in meeting. their boring meeting. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 800-259-9231. So it sounds like they didn't do anything that basically.
10: Not really. They yeah. held some signs. That's about it. The, I mean,
0: as far as the, the, the city people.
10: Like the, oh, uh, the city people, they did not do anything. We'll though. come back. More coming up. Your thoughts. Bring up
0: anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features, including our webcam. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch. And you can listen, and you can interact. we got our chat room built into the very same page. Head on over there and do all of the above for free at cam.freetalklive.com. It's brought to you by MemoryDealers.com.
1: Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. Uh, they have their stuff in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. Not only are they the world's, uh, do they have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, and up to ninety nine percent off of the list price, but they they offer great prices and services on used networking equipment uh, such as Cisco routers and switches. You can go and check it out at MemoryDealers.com. dot com.
0: All right, so uh, we're just giving you a quick recap here, and we're going to move on. Take your phone calls about whatever you want because they did the right thing tonight. Apparently, the government people here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, mostly ignored the uh, the city city council drinking game. Which uh, brought about a couple, maybe a couple dozen, at least 15 people, Sean, that you could identify people out to uh, activists, liberty activists, out to the city council meeting. It's very rare that uh, the activists would come out to these things because they're just so darn boring and and people understand that. And it's just, it's hard to get involved in the system because the system is built in a way that it just... You'd rather be doing any, you'd rather be cutting yourself uh, than, uh, you know, getting involved in the system. And so the idea, one of the ideas behind the drinking game was to give people a reason to show up to these. Perhaps uh, you could have a cutting game,
10: too. Oh God. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. They'd probably call that a disturbance. I mean, you'd get blood <laughs> everywhere and. I'm not going to participate in that one. Yeah, yeah but I think it'd be hard. I think they're to rec-
1: calling everything a disturbance at this point, Sean.
0: I think it would be hard to recruit people for the cutting game, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, people showed up. About how many of the fifteen would you say actually had um, something to drink?
10: Most of the people I saw had something to drink. I don't know what all of it was. How many had brown bottles? Most of it was in brown bottles. Interesting. Brown glass bottles. So, he so had-
0: then you would say the uh, the brown bottle percentage uh, had
10: increased from the, the last time. I would say it definitely increased from last time. Excellent.
0: So that's good. I would say that's uh, that's a win for the activists because usually when the the, the <laughs> more brown bottles the government people crack. Well, that was the objection last time. They wouldn't have bothered anybody that if, <laughs> if now we can drink
1: our water from brown bottles at the Keene City Council meetings. You can it's drink a victory. Whatever,
0: you can drink whatever you want from brown bottles if they don't arrest you. Yeah, uh, and and so um, what else? Do you have anything else you want to highlight about uh, your experience tonight?
10: Well, tonight was the presentation about the master plan. Mm. So oh boy, there were a lot of occasions to uh, to drink to drink. One of the I counted rules is 50 you drink
0: every time it's, they say master plan, right? Yeah, I counted
10: 55 occasions to drink, <laughs> at least uh, 10 of which were unanimous votes not related to the master plan.
0: <laughs> and the rules are posted over at, uh, at freekeen.com. So success. People got involved in the city council meeting. Nobody was arrested. Everything was okay. And I'm glad to hear about that. Now, hopefully, other people will still continue to be involved here because there is actually some political action going on here. People's, one of, one of the critics about this, or the, some of the critics about this, have been saying, well, this isn't inside the system. Number one, they're claiming that's not inside the system because you don't have the decorum and you're not respecting their, it's not, their not inside the system. It is totally inside the system, and I've explained this to you before. I don't know why you continue to deny it. Last week, Sam and I presented a document to every member of the city council that outlined their laws against open container and asked them to repeal it. It begged them to repeal the uh, the ordinance. That is inside the system. When you're asking politicians to to do something for you, that's inside the system. And who cares, Mark, what it takes to get people to come out to the meeting? That was the that was the intent was to bring people out to it. What are you laughing about here?
1: I'm just I, you know, the, the the idea that your your indignation that you think that this is inside the system act. You just
0: admitted that it was inside
1: the no, system. That hold on, you're talking. I'm talking about the drinking game. Not inside the system activism. People
0: coming to city council meetings is inside the system activism. Participating within the governmental structure is inside the system activism. That is what happened, and the city council drinking game brought people out. And this week, it brought more than twice as many activists out as last time. So, aside from that, Haika, who's one of the uh, the keen natives who was at, who's recently been activated and has become quite the uh, the activist here locally.
10: Oh, absolutely, she has.
0: Uh, she's great. Uh, she uh, and, and by the way, she's paid quite a personal price for this as well. Uh, some she of her has, some indeed. of her uh, so called friends have ostracized her over hanging out with uh, with the liberty activists. Her, her some of her family members uh, have ostracized her over this, and so th- that she's paid that kind of price. And she continues on in her activism is incredible. The, uh, the the bravery and the courage this woman has is, is exemplary and amazing. So she submitted a letter to the city council, much in the same way that Sam and I gave them uh, something as well. Uh, and I don't know if they ever addressed what Sam and I gave them. I don't know if you have to mail them something in order to get them to address it. I think you could just hand it to them prior to the meeting. but um,
10: it, I don't believe they addressed anything from you, but uh, Heike's letter was referred to a committee. so That's what
0: they're supposed to do. The the way it works up here at the, the city meetings in New Hampshire is they, uh, or at least here in Keene, is that if somebody brings something to the council, to the full council, they have to submit it to a, um, one of their their little committees because the public is not allowed to speak at the city council meetings, but yeah, they that's are true. allowed to speak. They got,
1: they, they got tired of the public having things to say, I'm sure.
0: They are allowed to speak at the council committee meetings, so... Now this repeal the proposed I could propose that they repeal the uh, the city drinking ordinance the open excuse me the open container ordinance, and so now that is going to another meeting, which will probably be someday next week. And uh, so that means that the activists will be able to show up and actually speak on this issue. And so will anybody else who wants to. So now I think this will be actually probably the first time, at least that I know of, that activists will actually attend one of their committee meetings. So people are getting more and more involved in this, Mark. Inside the the system activism. Yes. And it's the (laughs) city council drinking game that spurred all of this activity. So you can can poo-poo it all you want, Mark. But now finally, people are getting involved inside the system in Keene, New Hampshire. Will it last? Will they continue past this? will you know will something happen here will the will the uh, the, the open container ordinance be repealed? will they do nothing uh, will there be some sort of a crackdown will will the activism continue if they don't crack down all that remains to be seen maybe somebody will get in involved and really enjoy this kind of level of political activism i don't know it's hard to enjoy it though isn't it sean it's really really it's, dull
10: it's really boring i I could have thought of a lot of better things to do with an hour of my Thursday evening. Do do you feel like the drinking game helped a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, I ran out of things to drink rather quickly. I see. Because it was just too many occasions. Maybe we need to reduce the rules or somehow modify them. Or maybe not show up when they're presenting their master plan for everybody to (laughs) hear all about. That guy used the words master plan I don't know how many times. You could just leave
0: one person in there with a two-way, and you could just two-way people to come back in at the the relevant portions. Anyway, uh, thanks for for the report there. Anything else you want to highlight about it? Um,
10: They did manage to spend half a million dollars on the airport while we were there. Well, it's nice, Sweet, it's not the, your money. Air,
1: airport that's uh, really just uh, there to service a very few people. Private
0: companies, basically. Yeah. yeah, with their special jets that fly in and out. All right, so we're going to go to your phone calls. Ladies first, Mama Allie is on the line in Georgia. Mama Allie, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hi, Anne. Hey
0: there. What's on your mind? Your
5: super stuffy city official voice cracks me up.
0: <laughs> Did I make a city um,
5: official voice?
6: I don't
0: even remember it. Yes. But that's how we do it. Anyway, go ahead.
5: So, I want to talk about war tonight. I heard yesterday, and I heard it again today, that they are bringing our people back from Iraq, which at first I was, like, really excited. That's awesome that we're not going to be over there having war. But then I started thinking about actually having all those soldiers over here, and I got really, really, really scared. What do you mean? So, I was just wondering, I don't know, can you imagine having all those people over here?
0: Well, yeah, a lot of them are going to get jobs as cops.
5: Yeah, well, they're not going to like start planting gardens and start like helping the community. I
0: can't.
5: I mean, some of them will, but I mean, well, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I was just wondering
0: if there is. I didn't hear the same thing. Uh, have either of you heard? that yes, they're going they're, uh, to they're, so? they're, they're,
1: they're pulling the last combat brigade out of Iraq. Supposedly, that leaves only fifty thousand troops
10: in country. Well, is
0: there any truth <laughs> to the claim that they're going to be bringing them back to the United States or or to America, or will they be just sending them to uh, Afghanistan?
10: They've got seven hundred bases in one hundred and thirty countries. I'm sure they'll spread them out rather nicely. Yeah,
0: although I understand where you're coming from, Mama Ali. I mean, there's certainly the possibility they uh, there has been discussion about them using the troops for policing purposes here in the uh, here in America, and they have made moves and and they've done legal things to uh, to make that all legal and make it possible for them to essentially oh, use sure the, it's
10: legal. The,
0: the military as police. And yeah, you're right. Even if it's not legal, they'll still do it anyway, and they'll make <laughs> it legal right. after the fact retroactively. I don't know if you have more to say, but you're welcome to. Hang on. Uh, no, no, I'm- okay, thanks for the call. We're coming up. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You take control. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com features, including things like our listening options. Uh, We've got broadband and dial up flavors of our streams, so one size should fit your internet connection fairly well. And they're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The latest episode of Free Talk Live running around the clock. Head on over and listen in at listen.freetalklive.com. Have
1: you ever considered uh, taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win. And for people with lawyers who want to minimize legal fees and maximize their winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with a, uh, any good attorney. And it's so easy that the average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in just a single weekend. You can get it at jurisdictionary.com. I've taken the course. I think that it is uh, it is an, an invaluable and we'll teach you how to use you know, the basics. And it's really all you need to know is the basics, jurisdictionary.com.
0: All right. We're going to continue with your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Dennis is on the line in New Hampshire. Dennis, you're on Free Talk Live. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, it's Dennis from the New so, Hampshire I, Liberty Alliance, uh, one of the uh, more active and effective, I would say, uh, political organizations up here in New Hampshire. Of course, we are all here as part of the, the Free State Project.
8: And actually, I, I uh, formed a new political organization just this afternoon.
1: You did? Well, tell us about it.
8: Well, it's, it's an organization that was formed by myself and the other public face of the organization. It's actually one of the Free Talk Live creative team. A guy who's on the, the FDL bbs from time to time, and the two of us uh, basically signed some papers at the Secretary of State's office, and we are now basically the political action committee called NotAot dot com.
0: So you're opposing a, a politician that is running for the former Attorney General is running for a U.S. Senate or something like that, and you're opposing uh, opposing That's
8: exactly her. Exactly
0: right. Gotcha. Why well, we're
8: opposing her? Just you know. Yeah, she she's she's bad. She's real bad. She she opposed medical marijuana. Are there so any good attorneys
0: are there any good attorneys genital across the country? Any of them?
8: I I have no idea. I don't know any of them. I know this one was really bad. She, she opposed the castle doctrine, so and then she goes around calling herself a big friend of the of the of the Second Amendment. <laughs> but she opposed it. So, you know, basically we we put together a website, not dot com, we just pointed out a bunch of places where she's two faced and lying and shifting now that she's running for for Congress or for Senate, and I think she thinks that no one pays attention. She thinks that no one's going to call her out on it, and we are. Good on you. So... Yeah, it's it's fun. And, you know, there is a website and people can go there. They can even donate money if they want, which will help us move to Phase 2 where we really stick it to it. This is one of those Um, things that people
0: can do if they're not in New Hampshire yet. I know a lot of people in our listening audience are excited about moving to New Hampshire. A number of them have signed up for the Free State Project, but some of them are years away from making the move and and contributing financially to the various efforts that you find interesting up here, whether they be uh, civilly disobedient like the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund or uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, or in this case, a particular opposition to uh, one politician who's extra nasty, uh, these are good ways for people who are outside of New Hampshire to get involved and help th- help things move along.
8: Absolutely. You know, we, we chose this partially because this candidate has really been taken She's been taken under the wing of, shall we say, the party elites, especially people in Washington. They really want to see her in Washington.
0: Uh, so she's and, their little pet. They're, they're grooming her, et cetera. Oh, yeah. But we can only get so far she into detail about about one of the politicians up here because obviously we're doing a national show. But uh, what else were you calling in about tonight? You've been on an international trip recently?
8: I, I have. I, you know, one, one thing about this, the thing that makes this interesting is not that it's opposing one politician. It's the fact that everyone will know It's the libertarian. If her her race is spoiled because of the libertarian, that is going to make the party elders, if you will, the real party power players in the state will sit up and say, oh, my God. What they will learn, what they will learn really hard and really fast is, if you have a senate if you have a candidate that's going to the US Senate or some big candidate you damn well make sure the libertarians approve of that candidate or they're taking that candidate down. Yeah, you that's know, the message
1: that we're giving, Dennis. I think that you're pointing out something that I I, I believe to be coming along here, and maybe in two thousand in this year and two thousand and ten, which is the the sort of uh, the the Liberty Caucus of uh, of New Hampshire, and it's probably going to be pretty powerful in the state house. There are many many people who are you know. A's on the NHLA sort of uh, list. Uh, I mean, A like a, a letter grade A, and they're going to, you know, be in there. There's probably going to be a, a couple of dozen in there, um, if not more. And that means that uh, those that want to get their laws passed are going to have to go through the gauntlet of people who believe in liberty in order to get their law passed. Which means vetoes on both sides, essentially.
8: Well, you don't see- stuff doesn't have to involve sitting in a boring meeting. It can involve stuff that is truly what I call guerrilla warfare. I think of us as being literally like the coiled snake that has a really sharp sting, and when you piss enough of them off, what happens is your candidate gets so much negative energy that you know it burns the whole party, and they learn. That is how they learn. They learn when they put a candidate out that gets burned and burned hard, and what? it forces them to, to bring you to the table and say, "Whoa, we we want to bounce this idea off you guys because we don't want to float this without the libertarians." Well, that's one of
0: the things that uh, I think that you've had some success with over at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, as uh, the NHLA. You can go to New Hampshire, excuse me, nhliberty.org dot org to learn more about them but uh, y- y'all have been putting out the uh, the gold standard which is a, essentially a recommendation sh- sheet for all of the so-called representatives to uh, suggest to them how they might want to vote on something if they are going to vote in a pro-liberty manner and there's also in kind of alongside that or along uh, one of the other important things that you guys are doing is you're putting out this report card on all of the different so-called reps to rate them on how they actually did vote in the last year on uh, issues regarding liberty and you found that uh, these people are are paying attention they're concerned with what people think what people think about them they're concerned about what their liberty rating is some of them are and uh, so you're already starting to have some sway with these people and of course the more activists get here and the more active they become uh, the more influential they'll become soon they're going to start pandering to you dennis
8: oh they they already do in in, in various different ways and i, I should make you know pains so i want to make sure people understand that the the Not AOT campaign has nothing to do with the Liberty Alliance. That's, that's very important that people know. Um, so Dennis, anyway.
0: aren't you pr- aren't you proud of the Keniacs here tonight? No, I mean, we're well, goading him, getting out there, and get getting, him, Dennis, getting active. I and mean, as one of the most vocal opponents of uh, <laughs> some of the uh, the non some of the outside the system uh, activism, uh, aren't you proud that folks got out and they got they actually got an issue in front of the city council? I mean, we're <coughs> new at this whole uh, political stuff, Dennis. But I mean, there's actually an issue in front of the council. They're taking it to a committee, and there's going to be a public hearing about it.
10: Uh, I think
8: it's a lot like Lord of the Flies when the children were trying to govern the island. And, you know, poor Piggy. I think he ended up dead at the end of that.
1: Yeah, they killed um, Piggy.
8: That's, it's, it's like watching a train crash.
0: <laughs> you are so unforgiving. If, if you
8: think you're doing good, it's kind of like saying, you know, the Third Reich did good. They brought a lot of order to Germany.
0: Yeah, right. Hey, he made the Volkswagen. So, so you so you, you you can't even give you can't to, even give the activists credit. The
8: Third Reich brought liberty to, brought, brought order to Germany. You, you
0: can't even give the third the, uh, the Reich. You can't <laughs> even give the activists credit.
8: I can't give it up for the Third Reich, man. I just can't.
0: You can't give the activists credit for actually getting something inside the political system to uh, to get an issue no, in front is of the city council. Mm-hmm.
8: No, no, no. Now, waving your middle finger in front of someone is not having a conversation with them. Nobody waved the their middle mind.
0: finger in front of anybody. Heike uh, submitted it's a letter serious. to the city council, and they're now addressing the issue uh, through their processes. You're, of, you're
8: not serious. You're not serious. And everyone knows who's you're not, not serious. serious. And at this point, there's nothing you can do to turn yourself into a serious person. Part of the debate. Who's
0: not and serious? She says she wrote a and serious outside, letter. You know, have you read her letter? You're a you haven't read. You haven't read her <laughs> letter, Dennis. You it haven't read her matter. letter, have you? What do you know if, about if all this?
8: Associated with you in any way? Everyone knows you're a kook, and the people you're involved with are kooks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Because it's kooky to live free and act like free no, people. No, that's
1: not it. Dennis believes the same things that you believe. Because it's, it's kooky to make fun it's of people. It's a different way
0: to get there. Because it's kooky to make fun of people who are using force on other people. It's kooky to laugh at the aggressors. Is that what you're saying, Dennis?
8: Yeah. The way you do it is is very much not a way of conversation. Just say, number one, look at me. Number two, F you. That's really what, what I see the conversation. You know what, You know what, Dennis? It. It's
0: clear you're not here. You don't know what goes on. And thanks for the call tonight. Fair I appreciate enough. it. 800-259-9231. Look, these people deserve to be laughed at. These government people, they hurt people. They aggress against people. They threaten people. And I don't, I don't think they deserve to be taken seriously.
10: Yeah, I can't defend myself against them, so I've got to laugh at them. It's the only thing I know what now to Absolutely. do. Absolutely.
0: And so, so while we're laughing at them, there's still people that are kind of using the system along with it. And clearly they aren't going to take us seriously, but they are so still supposed to uh, you know, operate their system. And so they are going to have a hearing on the
1: open container ordinance. I believe it's going to be sometime next week hey i wish wish you luck with that I just you know the, the idea that you 're shocked that people don 't expect the uh, the people participating in the, the, the Keene City council drinking game to be called inside the system actually
0: trees on the way
1: it's-
10: this program is brought to you by freekeen. com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard freekeen dot
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And again, you can take control, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And tonight it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. All right, so we're going to continue here taking your phone calls. Also still to come, Mark, you've got the 200 Fireworks that made it right past the TSA. Apparently, those beautiful security agents—they are just so great at their job. They're doing an awesome job keeping us safe. Uh, let's continue though with your calls. First, Matt is on the line in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hey
11: guys, how's it going?
0: What's on your mind tonight, Matt?
11: Well, I wanted to call and I called in yesterday about the child support thing, and I actually had a hearing this morning to go over it, and had a couple updates to give you. Um, basically. I found out that there is a law on the books that it's actually Virginia Code 20-124 that says if dual health care is supplied, that the more substantial care is chosen. So when we went in there today, I found out the reason she didn't want me to pay for her health care is because that also lowers her child support payments.
0: So, you know, the- oh, okay. So you've got a you've got an ex uh, girlfriend or wife who is getting uh, essentially money from you for child support, and she wants to keep taking the she wants to keep taking the government health care that she's also getting, and yep. you've offered uh, in an attempt to try to to get her off of this welfare system. You've offered to take care of all of it. You've offered to take care of all the health care costs. And she has refused. She's resolutely refused to allow you to help her with those things. She loves the government welfare. She's totally hooked on it. And now you've kind of come to one of the reasons why, besides the fact that she's just been used to it and, and you know she's an addict uh, to the government health care, to the, uh, the freebies, the, the welfare, what appear to be freebies to her at least. Uh, uh-huh. You find out that if, if she takes your money for the health care, then that reduces the total, the aggregate amount of money that she would be getting.
11: Exactly. And I actually do more than offer it. I've already got it. I've got the cards, and Mm. it's already in her name and everything. And she still doesn't want it, you know? And that, you know, that didn't make them happy today. So, I mean, that that definitely is going to work out in my favor. And, uh, well, maybe,
1: maybe it'll work out in your favor. You're going to win in this little court thing, but don't forget that this is the gal that has your kid. And so she's going to use it like a a bludgeon if if that's what, uh, if, if that's what benefits her. In some cases, um, they will do that.
11: Oh yeah, and I don't know if you've ever been down to a child enforcement office, but it is—it's it, bleak. It's like a jail down there. I mean, yeah. there's no windows, there's no colors. They actually demand that you bring the child with you to establish paternity, even though we had already established paternity. So you're in there with a whole bunch of kids who are bored to death, and you know, nope. screaming, don't want to be there. It's like a DMV, but for children instead of cars. I mean, basically, they made me wait an hour and a half. You know, you got to be there promptly to sign
7: right.
11: in, and you you sit there for you know an hour and a half waiting around. And, you know, and then I go up there, and the system is set up, you know, for deadbeat fathers, and uh, it, they didn't know what to do with me. You know, I have all my support paid up. I'm providing health care. I already had a fraternity established. So, you know, I get there, and it's, a you know, a two-minute thing for something I waited an hour and a half around yep. for. And, uh, and actually, her boyfriend had the audacity to say to me, you know, in your free world, we wouldn't have any places like this, you know. And mm. I was like, well, that's good. Great. And he was looking at it like... You know, well, what would you do about, you know, people not paying their, chi- their child support, you know, in a free what market? What do you do
0: now? They put them in jail. That's all. I and mean, that's, that's not what should happen, but that's what does happen now. And when people are sitting in jail, they don't pay child support.
11: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they also gave me this document that uh, apparently, you know, I've just been doing this on my own, trying to keep the government out of it and giving her money orders every month for the money that I've agreed to give her. I'm I'm sorry, but just
0: as an aside on the issue of what would happen, because it's a good question, what would happen in a free market with uh, people separating and child support and, and all of that stuff?
1: Well, it's a debt that you uh, basically you incur. You have uh, agreed to it, and uh, presuming that's
0: what society agrees to. But I think there could be alternatives where instead of paying for all this bureaucracy, the people that want to help support children could just support children and mothers and things like that, and we could just have charities that
1: help people that need that. We have already got that, and I think that they'll they'll probably get more money.
0: Right.
11: Yeah, and yeah, and they were. I mean, that was another thing that they were saying. They thought you know this whole thing was free when we were there. So I decided. You know, I'll walk up to the counter and try to get a hold of this woman that's sitting there, the receptionist, and ask her, you know, how is all this paid for? You know, where's all this come from? And she replied that it's the interest on late payments that people make to child support enforcement. Oh, so, please! They keep that. <laughs> they keep
1: that building's lights on with that. Uh, that's that's absolute ludicrous nonsense.
11: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then I also found out she handed me a piece of paper that apparently says that. All the money I've given so far, since I didn't go through a middleman, it's considered gifts. And now I'd have to pay back for the four months I've already paid to them, you know, or they're going to suspend my license.
1: I'm confused by what you just said. The, the bureaucrats are saying that you must pay the money to us so that we can give it to the mother, uh, rather giving than her giving money it directly, directly to doesn't... the mother, because that's just a gift. Well, because they yeah, can't I'll track read it. It.
11: To you. it says, if you make payments to anyone other than DCSE after you receive this notice, this payments will be considered gifts. Mm-hmm. They will not be deducted from your support account, even if you provide copies of the payments. Mm-hmm. And I, this notice actually was mailed, uh, you know, right after she was born. I never saw it because it went up to my nice. old address up in New York. So that's you know, awesome. I'm just, I'm just seeing it now. You know, right? It's and, so it's
0: so great how they rely on the U.S. mail for uh, serving people with important documents.
11: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now I got to go. I actually fired my lawyer today because she didn't even get it to me. So I had to pay for a new lawyer to deal with this. And she said it's probably going to, you know, it'll be dealt with. But it's just another $3,000 out of my pocket that, you know, Jeez. don't really need to be spending. Thank
0: goodness you can afford it. A lot of people can. I mean, you've you oh, mentioned i can't. I,
11: I've, I mean, I've sold off everything I own. You know, wow. all I have is basically an air mattress and a nursery right now. You know, I sold off my TV, Xbox, projector, everything I had. Just to be able to do this, and you know, they're still coming after me for it, you know. I'm and, and i And I always say it's her support because she, you know, she'll talk to me about how she's going to go buy the new iPhone, going <laughs> to buy purses with it, you know. And wow. that's what
10: really
1: oh, sure, does
11: the I, I, knife in. <laughs> yeah, and
1: she doesn't have a job.
11: Oh no, no, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> Why and, should she? And I'm fighting right now for fifty-fifty custody. Which I believe she's only fighting me for because then I wouldn't be paying support. You know, then I actually put the money. That's what she wants.
1: She's a parasite. She's just one of these these parasites that you know just doesn't. She wants to get all the government uh, goodies she can get. Uh, She doesn't care how much the government's fingers are in her life, and uh, you know if she can. uh, Obviously, she went directly to child services and uh, put you on child support. She didn't put any arrangements in where you know you guys could talk about it or anything like that. She went to. Directly to the man. If I may, Matt. So that's what, what
0: she's trained to do, yeah. Well, I if mean, I may, what, the, what was yeah. it that she was like when you met her?
11: Oh, it was, it's a long story, but as, as it always is, she was, I mean, she was great. We were in love, you know, the mm-hmm. whole cliche thing. And basically what had happened was I had, I had a woman before her that I was engaged to be married to for four, you know, we were together four years, engaged for one. I go away for business for a week and we were about to have a child. She has an abortion while I'm gone, oh God. Without you know, without consulting me, saying, and then telling me when I get back. So I left that girl, meet this one very soon after. She's with a guy that can't have a child. And so she, you know, latches onto me because she knows I'm, you know, I already have all this baby stuff. She knows I want a kid. So, you know, we, you know, we can see a child. And then not one or two days after that, she leaves me and up in New York moves back in with her old boyfriend who couldn't have a baby she got what and she wanted just, yep she basically stole my seed and you know and now i'm down here she well, never expected me to
1: she didn't steal the seed she could have gotten that likely for uh for free if with with some kind of contract she wanted she stole your money yeah she wanted you to be on the hook she's not going to marry this guy she if she <laughs> did that she'd well, lose child support
11: yeah, I, I'm forcing her to, or she's gonna have to move out of that house.
1: Oh, Which is interesting.
11: just, you know, yeah. I mean, that's something you can do because he's just a stranger in the eyes of the law. You know, it, it, <laughs> I have a right because I have joint legal custody of her to say who she lives with, mm. and it's, until it's they're married. It's stories like
0: it's stories like this that imp- encouraged me to get a vasectomy. I mean, I just uh, <laughs> the some of these people out there that take advantage of one another over things like a child. It's so despicable that that she's using this child and it's not just women that do it obviously but uh, so th- that she's using this child as a pawn uh, to, yeah. uh, to get what she wants which is to live large on somebody else's efforts despicable Yeah,
11: and it, the system's set up for the woman too I mean I never really noticed it until I went through it but uh, it's definitely set up so that and actually I hear the music playing I was hoping to tell a quick civil disobedience story if fair enough bring we'll you bring back
0: you back. back for it hang on 800-259-9231 after everything you've been through you deserve to hang through the break it's horrible the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots. Would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. Free Talk Live, you can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line joining you tonight.
10: It's Ian. And Sean. And Mark.
0: And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. So enjoy those, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're yours. You can get the last seven days' worth right there on the front page of the website And then if you click into the archives section, that'll take you back to 2006. It's all free, and it's brought to you by HostGator.
1: HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. It doesn't matter whether it's a uh, you know just a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. They have templates, thousands of templates. And uh they can host you at hostgator.com. Uh just use the hostgator.freetalklive.com to get there that way they can uh, know it came from us. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so we're going to continue taking your calls. Matt is still with us, listening in Virginia. Matt, you're back on Free Talk Live.
6: Yeah, hey,
11: I just wanted to tell a uh, a quick story. Um, a bit of civil disobedience I did, actually, a couple of years ago with uh, with Joe, actually. From He lives up there in New Hampshire. Um, oh, excellent. I, I, yeah, I went to school up in uh, Rochester, New York, and uh, we used to drive down for summers down uh, by New York City. It's mm-hmm. about, you know, a six-, seven-hour drive. It takes a while, so... Uh, You know, we hit the road, and uh, usually we'd see about, you know, 15 to 20 stadies on the way down. And uh, this one particular instance, we actually ran into one, and he was, you know, speeding. So I decided to follow him, you know, go the same speed, stay three car lanes back. But we're driving down the highway going about 90, 85 miles an hour about between there. He didn't have his lights on or anything, so I just followed him. We followed him for probably about an hour, hour and a half for a long, long time. That's
1: a long time, yeah.
11: Yeah, well it's a long drive. I never expected I mean, that was the thing. We were like, I wonder how far we can follow this guy, you know? And uh we followed him for quite a bit and then wh- out of out of the blue, he just slams on his brakes, like slams on them, and then flips on his lights, pulls to the side. I slam on mine too, coming to almost a complete stop. And then uh you know, I decide to slowly drive past him and of course, you know, he pulls me over and uh he comes and uh he comes up to the car and uh, you know, I already had my license and registration out, but he says, you know how fast you were going? Like, do you know how fast you were going?
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then
11: he says to me, is your speedometer broken? And I say, is your speedometer broken? And then he says, uh, you know, only children ask a question when or answer with a question when they're asked a, quest- a question.
1: And I, I say, don't know, I that you know that's a true statement, but okay.
11: Yeah, he says that and then I'm like, Well, I'm not the one wearing a cowboy hat right now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that. I got I, I got a ticket. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Did, <laughs> it was just great to see the double standard. Yeah. yeah. I mean just to see his face when, you know, he he just realized like and he told me he was on his way to a call and I told him, you know. The last hour, hour and a half, you've been driving to a call. Like, man, a you're the person. slowest
1: responder I've ever seen, man. Yeah, yeah,
11: exactly, exactly. So, yeah, he, and he ended up writing me up for disobeying a traffic control device, which I thought was pretty funny because I was on a highway and there are none.
0: What is a traffic but, control know, device? Maybe him, the robot I think it's,
11: cop. It's like a stop light, like if you run around. Yeah, that's light. what I was thinking. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he came up to the window. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a break. You know, I'm going to write you up for disobeying because it's, he told me it's not a moving violation, which was a lie because it was. Of course it is, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, I won't write you up for speeding. And I was like, well, you'd have to write yourself up for speeding, you know.
7: Yeah. <laughs> but what a guy.
11: Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was just wondering, uh, Ian, I know you're an idiot savant when it comes to aff- affiliates, and uh, do you know of one down in the Richmond, Virginia area? Are you guys down here?
0: Mm, no, I don't think so. No, Norfolk oh. and, uh, and Mount Jackson is all we've got. I think. Oh, no, and uh, Charlottesville. That's what we've got. Okay, what's
11: the one in Norfolk?
0: Norfolk? Yeah. Uh, W-T-A-R, 850. You can check our affiliates list at uh, affiliates.freetalklive.com. But just to get back to your story real quick here, uh <laughs> He wrote you a ticket for uh, failure to obey an, a traffic device?
11: Yeah, traffic control.
0: Well, what would happen if you took that to court? Like, oh, hey, I'm doing you a favor because he knows that most people pay. And yes. so when, when the cops approach you with, with, a, with a move like that, like, oh, you know, I'm cutting your break here, uh, this failure to, uh, failure to obey, it's you know only a $50 fine instead of a $200 fine. So, you know, yeah. you, you, I'm a really great guy. Hey, here you go. And then you, okay, great not guilty. Let's go to court. All right, officer, let's call him up to the stand here. Now, which traffic device did I fail to In the middle of I-90, did
1: I disobey? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
11: Exactly. And, you know, I ended up, I was, you know, I was in college, so I wasn't going to drive back down to that court, right, you know, I right. had classes and stuff. So I ended up just paying it. Sure. So, you know, and he knew that it was probably worth the 50 bucks to, you know, ask him why he's wearing a cowboy hat. It would have been even better <laughs> if you'd actually been
0: broadcasting live at uh, quick.com. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate yeah. hearing from you at 800. 800- Two five nine ninety 259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Now, Sean, you had mentioned during the break that you had a, a child support-related story? Or- yeah,
10: actually, it's a personal story. Uh, my parents separated when I was uh, maybe three years old. And for a while, my father paid child support to my mother, who had both me and my sister. And um, about the time I was five, I moved in with him. So he stopped paying child support to her because it seemed really silly to both of them for him to send a child support to her for my sister and her to send a child support to him for me, which was Makes what sense. they assumed the uh, deal would be. So 10 years passed. He gets cancer, goes in, checks into the hospital. And the first thing that happens is two state troopers show up and take him into custody <laughs> inside the hospital for failure to pay child support for the last 10 years. <sighs> Well, wait a minute. What about his uh, his ex wife? Was she also taken into custody for failure to pay child support? No, she was not.
0: It is totally a system that is biased towards uh, towards the woman, isn't it? It
1: it absolutely is. Yeah, I don't. It's it's it would be difficult to argue the uh, the opposite of that. Certainly, there are cases where uh, women get screwed in, in uh, you know family the right. family law situation, but they are the exception and not the rule.
10: So, how did that end up panning out? Well, my mother uh, called the uh, state troopers in new jersey and explained the situation and it all worked out okay in the end and they, they released him and and there was no need to pay any child support how long so, did he stay in jail uh he did not go to jail he, he was under police custody while in the hospital he was unable to go to jail he was seriously ill got it so wow. it, it did work out in the end but it was a rather messy situation uh from complete bureaucratic right in
1: the middle of a scenario where you don't need a messy situation yeah
0: while you're checking in for cancer treatment yeah that's the one (laughs) a little bit of extra stress there that uh, you weren't looking for thanks guys protect and serve 1-800-259-9231 that allows you to take control of the airwaves mark let's do the uh, 200 fireworks slipping by the TSA
1: what happened from uh, bbc.co.uk Rochdale man took 200 fireworks on U.S. plane. An airline passenger claims he was allowed, allowed to take more than 200 fireworks on two flights in the U.S. Paul Jones, 29, from Rochdale, Greater Manchester, flew across the U.S. from Kansas to Houston and back to the U.K. with a bag of bangers and a lighter. It was only when he arrived at Heathrow Airport earlier this month that officials expressed concern. He said, "A spokesman for the U.S. Transportation Security Administration said officials were investigating the claim. For one, it's against the law to a law to carry a, a lighter on an airplane. But I suspect that the uh, fireworks were probably verboten too, and they just missed them. Is it
0: true that it's you can't carry a lighter on? I thought they repealed that."
1: Uh... I I think so. Really? But I may be wrong. I mean, I, please do not uh, take your legal advice from freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Yeah, we don't
0: do that stuff here. But more coming up with your thoughts uh, at 800-259-9231. The TSA, keeping you safe. We'll focus a little more on them here in a moment. And uh, take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live.
10: Free
1: Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, while you're dialing those numbers... Check out promote.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is one of the, the very best ways to spread the, the message of liberty uh, far and wide. You don't, have to, uh, you don't have to ruin your relationships like a uh, caller previously trying to convert your, your loved ones. Let Free Talk Live ruin your relationships for you. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Check out all the ways that you can promote the show. It's promote.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, uh, the toll-free number here is Now, what if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, there are certain people who support the state that don't want you to. They're very upset that New Hampshire has been chosen and that hundreds of people have already made the move here and are getting active in various different ways from inside the system to outside to media creation to uh, all kinds of different things that are going on here. They're very upset about that. And the more people that get here, the better. The more Every new activist that we get here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project is another reason for the status to leave. Because they're either going to have to change their viewpoint, this way I see it at least. They're going to have to change their viewpoint and embrace the ideas of freedom, or they're going to be very, very frustrated for a long time. Because they would like to believe that it's all just going to go away. That if they just get angry enough and vitriolic enough that they'll scare us off. There's somebody over at the Free Keen Forum that's posting insults now. Oh my god, please don't call me an head Don't call me mean names. Oh, that that's it. I'm packing it up. I'm going home. You know what? This has been a mistake. Some people are upset about the activism here. No, 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 no. More people are coming. They can count on it. The statists, the people that support violence, institutionalized violence, the monopoly on violence, they can count on it that more people are coming here to New Hampshire. People around the world are watching what's going on up here. We get emails. We get phone calls from people saying, look, I'm paying attention. It's so interesting what you're doing up there, and I want to be there. I just can't make it yet. It's going to be a few years. It's going to be next year. It's going to be two years. It's going to be five years. Whatever. People have their plans, and they are going to move. And as more people get here, and they love if they love freedom, they're going to get active. And there's not much the statists are going to be able to do about it. Join the fun! Go to freestateproject.org. Sean, you you've been here now
10: since December, and yep. good choice, huh? Oh, absolutely, uh, best decision I ever made. But I do have a solution for the statists. There's a project out there called the Free Lunch Project. Mm-hmm. It's an effort to move 20,000 statists and, and and welfare recipients to the same place to create the perfect socialist utopia. <laughs> I believe they've selected Massachusetts. It's a good choice. So the New Hampshire natives won't even have that far to go. I love it. That's great. Free, FreeLunchProject.org, is that the I one? believe so. Yeah. And uh, for those
0: of you that actually love freedom and understand what liberty means, go to FreeStateProject.org. And uh, get on board. Get on up here as soon as you possibly can, because the fun just keeps getting more fun. just keeps getting funner. I avoided saying funner, but uh, I was thinking about it. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls. Doug is in Minnesota. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh,
8: Right. Hey, uh, a few
12: days ago, you had Stephanie from Pork Therapy on, and we're talking about communicating liberty ideas in general. You had a guy call in who used a term I hadn't heard either, the anarcho uh, what was it? Anarcho... Narco
0: syndicalist? No, it no, was a narco uh, anarcho nationalist. Anarcho nationalist.
12: Nationalist, yes, yes, exactly. And um hold on Grocer- my groceries off to the see it there. Okay, oh, good. Anyway, so he was trying to make a point, and I think you guys were kind of missing it and Okay very common. He was calling and saying he liked certain institutions, and he was talking about, you know, you, you know, family and church, and you guys thought he was sort of like, well, you're more the status type, you're, you know, I, but why do you have those things? And I think what he was meaning is that he was looking for institutions, and many people are this way, by the way, the a personality um, type. If you're familiar with the Myers-Briggs stuff at all, mm-hmm, they're called yeah. guardians. Uh, I know of California, we study this stuff in our Libertarian Party stuff constantly, and David Berglund teaches a class on it. Um, the Guardians make up 40% of the population. They love to vote. They love to be part of civic groups. And there's a place for people like that. They're 40% of the population. So when he is saying those groups and those organizations, I think he could be happy with, you know, they join the um, Boy Scouts, Kiwanis, the Masons, their church. They like schools. They like to be part of something. And it's important for them to be and have this tradition. He mentioned that word. And the way you talk to them is you talk about just like that, you know, order and uh, tradition. And we can do that and attract this 40% of the people who largely are statists. It's true, because statism, statism provides lots of groups and lots of Uh, clubs and lots of clans, so promoting the private clans and groups and clubs like scouts and all those other groups we mentioned already is a good idea, and I think he may have, you know, he may have felt most welcome, and he was saying, you guys never talk about these things, and it's true, because we are usually rationals and, you know, a few idealists thrown in for fun, but they're a huge part of the population.
1: I'm not even familiar with it. Uh, you know, I just don't even remember the call. So, were you li- you were yeah. listening that night too, right? I don't. And know. Stephanie was on. Oh, she was on. I'm sorry. I thought that t- t- uh, they had called. Never mind. I I guess
10: I wasn't available for that one. Uh, yeah, you weren't. You weren't here, Mark. Uh,
0: Sean, did you happen to hear that show by chance? You're I am. Behind.
10: Excuse me. I'm quite a bit behind on my podcast, so uh, I haven't heard it yet. now. Yeah,
0: I, I I guess. So Lou Rockwell was on. Yeah. So let me see if I'm understanding you here, Doug. You're saying that the guy that was on calling himself an anarcho-nationalist, he was describing nation as tradition, the people with a certain belief system. He was describing nation as anything but a state or a government or whatever it is that we typically believe or think of when we hear the the term nation. When you you hear the term nation, do you think of a, a group of... Of people that have traditions and similar, that live similar live culture, close by. I
1: think that that's that's mostly true for most of the world um, in sort of organic nations. I'm not talking about the nations with straight lines where uh, you know the, somebody some some white guys come along and draw those lines and and made groups of people live together. But I do think You're that
0: you, like, like the Lakota Nation or something.
1: Yeah, th- I think that those things are true in other parts of the world. However, here in the United States, when people talk about culture, they uh, yeah they basically they're basically uh, well, I, to me it's it's just couching sort of uh, a bigoted feeling really
0: i i would never accuse this man of that at all uh he no you didn't no and uh, no what I what I did say was he was he was concerned that he didn't hear the same buzzwords that uh, that he was used to being around the people that he likes to be around the people that are, are real traditionalists or whatever it was he was trying to describe when he was talking about being an anarcho nationalist which uh, you know we kind of pointed out that sounded confusing and that yeah. the term nation certainly has this uh,
1: did you ask him what his na- nationality was no, I don't think we asked him that. Because that's a good question just for just a guy like that. What is what is your nationality? That's a yeah. That would have
0: been a good question. But no. he was just describing what it meant to him to uh, what a nation meant, and it ended up being a discussion about the term nation. and And then we ended up letting him know, look, there are people here that have traditions. People celebrate Christmas, and they get married, and and there are all kinds of traditions here uh, in, in the Liberty Movement here in New Hampshire. So I think that uh, we got that across.
12: Well, I know, but I think that almost sounded like placating and. You know, comp- or, you know, sort of like, an, oh, we have marriages up here. And what he's looking for are the things you actually go out of your way to avoid certain pronouns such as we, us, um, you know, those things that you say, no, no, I didn't do that. It's I. And yeah. so many people are about groups and clubs and we and us and feeling a belonging sense to a greater, you know, movement, club, purpose, etc. I know we have that. That's the challenge is to get that across. You did a little bit, um, which is good. But, uh, you know, Mark over there next to you, he leans very guardian also. He talks about the flag and the national anthem and these things make him feel good. So there is a guardian right there who you can draw on for
0: how to speak to some of these people. Well, I guess he called on the wrong night. Yeah, yeah Ian's <laughs> never learned to speak to me. Oh hey doug thanks there, thanks for the call yeah. yeah mark's here tonight but the guy called when mark wasn't here and, oh i know exactly. yeah so thanks for the call appreciated 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line hey i did what i could you know look guy there are people here that like your traditions i'm just not one of them <laughs> so i've got my own traditions we started our own traditions here they're like like the nightcap people partying down on central square that's a tradition Wait, isn't it
1: that's real family value it's stuff, becoming
0: here. one yeah Bring your family out. Nightcap, more coming up. See you in more, more in a moment. is free talk live only moments remain but there's enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll free line 800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site for free so enjoy those on us again freetalklive.com and if you want to help support the show a great way to do it is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can help support Free Talk Live. Get us on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on board with the program exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. And you will help spread freedom. It's so simple and it's affordable. Three bucks a month is all we're asking for, the price of a cup of coffee. Uh, It it allows us to do industry outreach. We can uh, contact radio stations and uh, we can uh, advertise and industry publications, go to talk radio conventions. We're looking at doing one out on the West Coast. We haven't been out to the West Coast for a while, which will require us to fly, but we'll do it
1: because... You know, it's the right thing to do. You've got
0: to you press the flesh with these people. They've got to see yeah. you. They've got to know that you exist. And I can't serious. say I'm
1: thrilled to death about it. I, um, but, I mean, the other option is driving uh, across, you know, 3,000 miles cross-country with you.
10: <laughs> mm, that's a tough choice. That's <laughs> a like, really tough choice. TSA agent
1: sticking his finger in my bum or ride, spending two days in a vehicle with Ian. Yeah, and then you're
0: dealing with possible breakdowns and who knows what other drama can happen in a 3,000-mile uh, journey across the country. In fact, the boys from uh, Liberty on Tour, just as an aside, our friends uh, Pete and Adam apparently broke down in St. Louis today, right in an intersection. Mar broke down uh, the mobile authority resistance vehicle. So uh, I guess that means a lot of traffic probably saw the advertisements as they were driving by uh, mm, Mar being yeah. broken down. Anyway, so hopefully we'll hear good things uh, from them next week as they give us another update on what's going on. But anyway, Free Talk Live AMP program, you go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks too to sweeten the deal, like uh, access to the AMP only call in lines, uh, the AMP only forum, AMP only podcast, and more. Get on board for as little as three bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, you know what? We had this uh, fireworks during, kind of got distracted, sidetracked. And- well, somebody
1: called in, and this is a show about your call, so, you know.
0: Right, so but, uh, but what's what's the rest of the story? So this guy uh, from the UK, right, he yep. snuck 200 fireworks. Firecrackers, yeah. Firecrackers, okay, so that's a little smaller then, right? Because firecrackers are pretty tiny. But nonetheless, 200 is still a decent
1: amount, <laughs> well, right? Well, you know, what are these people supposed to be stopping Explosives. Not drugs. Not, you know, I mean, even a gun isn't that dangerous up um, in an airplane. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about explosives. are the number one thing, and they're missing firecrackers. Yeah. Listen to the guy's story. Um, they call them, uh, this is from the BBC, and so they, they're they going to call firecrackers bangers here. I may just substitute the, the word firecracker for banger. Anyway, <laughs> a, sp- a spokesman for the U.S. Transportation... Trumpets. What's that? Now, don't they call cookies crumpets over there? I don't know. I'm not going to Biscuits. Claim. Don't I, they
0: call them biscuits, don't they?
1: I, I've heard that. I'm not British. I don't know. Transportation Security Administration officials said they were investigating the claim. Continental Airlines said it did not have a record of the incident, but that warned customers about hazardous materials prohibited on aircraft. Firecrackers, which are Explosives packed in a small tube, in case you didn't know, are banned. <laughs> well, it's possible they've been banned in the UK um, under the fireworks safety regulations ah. since 1997. So, yeah, youngsters so, may not have any they clue. They've seen these things. <laughs> Don't know what a firecracker is. The U.S. federal law, lots of fun they are over there in the UK. U- U.S. federal law prohibits hazardous materials such Bangers. as fireworks. From being used they also sausages are called bangers, so <laughs> there. there's some really? type of sausage, yeah. Being included in either checked or carry-on baggage. You cannot bring firecrackers on an airplane. So this wait a minute, this guy from the UK actually had contraband then. Yes, and he oh, knew see. it. You uh, Mr. Jones had been visiting Wichita, Kansas during US Independence Day celebrations on July fourth and was left with the bag of black cat fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, deciding to take them home to greater Manchester, he did not consider the security implications. I guess he didn't know. I put them in my pocket, walked through, then put them on a gray tray at Customs and Security. They had to go <laughs> through the x-ray, he said. He put them on a out in a tray? Yeah, I thought that he would. I, you know, I had read that part, but I didn't realize that he hadn't uh, considered the security implications. So, it was, um, was, so it's in plain view, then. He didn't yeah. just leave it in the bag. He, he showed them, essentially. <laughs> it was when Mr. Jones arrived back at Heathrow earlier in August, that his prohibited goods were discovered by UK staff. Um, oh, interesting. So in customs, basically, is where he got it. I was waiting for my suitcase at the carousel when I picked it up, and I opened it and put my tobacco and everything inside the uh, carry-on. The customs said I was uh, looking suspicious, so they pulled me, emptied it all out, asked me to, how I got it through customs. Despite their concerns, Mr. Jones was allowed to leave with the fireworks. In a statement, Look they... here,
0: what's with these bangers? <laughs>
1: A statement the Department of – oh, God – Transportations Aviation Deck said that it was uh, not aware of the incidents and that it was a matter for U.S. authorities. A spokesperson for Continental Airlines, the airline Mr. Uh, Jones flew with, said that they really don't – they don't really don't freaking care. It's the TSA's problem. Mm-hmm. And um, however, our uh, – airport- The TSA saying that, well, what? However, our airport agents are trained to respond immediately. They become aware of any such security breach. Which they weren't. Yeah. We warn customers <laughs> on our website about hazardous materials, which are prohibited in aircraft because everybody goes and scours that crap. A spokesperson person for the TSA says we're government bureaucrats and you've got to pay our salaries. So screw you people. Um, <laughs> they're investigating the incident, uh, examining the airport uh, closed circuit television footage on, in relation to the claims. So uh, I'm sure they'll fire the bureaucrats that were responsible for this uh, uh, horrible they don't even breach. Know,
0: right? They don't even know who did it.
1: This bumbling incompetence. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sorry so to wait, say,
0: did something happen to this guy when he got over there? Besides them just confiscating no, it? No, they he- took his firecrackers. Okay, so he didn't get arrested for having contraband. No, this is
1: the UK. I mean, he would have got arrested in the United States for trying uh, for, for accidentally bringing them, but no.
0: But I thought they were contraband in the UK, so you so, don't get arrested for it. They just take your contraband.
1: Hey, look, they don't run the same kind of police state in other countries that they do here. I know, but I, I, thought, mean, I thought the, the United UK States was worse. incarcerates. No, it's not. It's uh, the, the, the sort of nanny state aspect of it is worse okay but, they got but more the united cameras. states right they've got more yeah. cameras but they have far fewer incarcerated people per capita mm, yeah okay the united states they understand the concept of locking people up and then taxing the public in order to support those locked up people mm-hmm. they don't do, do that around the rest of the world nearly as much maybe they'll get it some point in the future maybe they won't maybe it's uh, contrary to their uh, sort of uh, Boy, what, so- social atmosphere what would have happened to him if they had caught him with fireworks it wouldn't have been good but what's the question is, we, we're clear what's gonna ha- it would have been terrible what happened to him. What's gonna happen to the TSA? I mean, who's Nothing. responsible Nothing. for this? Not a Nothing. Thing. I mean, Not a thing.
0: When's the last
10: time you flew, Sean? Uh ninety three. Wow, yeah,
1: that's staying off planes. <laughs> uh, 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 I, <laughs> you don't even know what it's like
10: there. I'm impressed. I was uh, just—I on... was 11. I don't remember it.
1: Nice. <laughs> I just flew to uh, Chicago Land um, to uh, oh, yeah. Mid- Midway Airport, and uh, as I'm going through, same thing you always see. First, uh, you know, they got in that little glassed-off area where they're, they're shaking people down. First, they got a seven-year-old girl, nine-year-old girl, something like that. Yeah. They're shaking her down. Give her what's for. Yeah. Then, then when I was and grandma too. Away, sure and then you know, sure enough, grandma's don't in there. The next the i look up incredible yeah um you know, the lady uh <laughs> yeah. i go through i don't beep the thing she's like you got anything else in your pockets i check my pockets uh, you know actually i do come up with something so she calls me back up and looks at it and says mm. oh go ahead."
0: you know just hey did they have one of the uh, the sniffer machines did they have the, no, no the x-ray machine. machine no no x-ray machine no, the, the x-ray body body ma- scanner
1: the, the, no they didn't have anything no. like that there was just uh just a uh, metal detector so
0: i guess they haven't rolled those out then completely
1: not completely you but
0: think a big airport like chicago would have that stuff
1: oh i didn't go uh, fly in in out of chicago i flew out of uh, manchester new hampshire i thought you said you flew into chicago i did fly into chicago they don't need to shake you down oh, on the way when you're in. getting into their taxi cabs
0: right and then you drove back yes that that's deal.
1: correct got it actually i didn't get a taxi cab my wife came and picked me up but
0: right oh Anything else, uh, any highlights from your trip, Mark, that you, that you haven't shared with us? Well, oh, uh, I, I stopped off at the factory where they make Todasacs. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what? Okay, what the heck happened to Todasac? Because uh, their website is down. You can go
1: to Todasac. We advertised them for so long. You can go to Todasac.net, Todasac.us, Todasac.info. But Todasac.com, uh, you know, uh, the, the person who handles their internet... Drop the ball on the renewal of uh, TotoSack.com. They will, however, get it back, I believe, in December or November. Uh, They've got it all arranged. They're working on it. Um, Okay. But TotoSack.com is sort of, you know, taken right now. That's good because I need
0: another TotoSack. I've been very upset. I've lost one of the TotoSacks, and uh, it's just not the same having one.
1: (laughs) You've got to have two, at least. (laughs) I mean, one's fine. It helps, but... Better to have two. It's, it's cheaper to buy them in, in the family pack. But, you know, the, the guy Skip that, that runs Todesak, just uh, an incredibly nice guy. And that factory where they make those things, they make all kinds of things. Mostly they, they do sort of industrial work for people who need plastic parts and, mm-hmm. and things like that. They do have a couple of their own items that they, they, they do. But, and Todesak is, is sort of one of them. But he's a he's an inventor. He's invented several things for extruding machines uh, that are used around the world now. And... I. I I suspect he does all right just based on his <laughs> inventions but he you know, he runs great. this he runs this thing loves his work but where's the factory st louis or something no no it's oh. in in chicago, chicago. it's uh, just outside uh, chicago land it's in just outside chicago in pennsylvania Got it. and uh, you know a guy who loves his work and loves uh, showing it off is is just anybody who's passionate about their work is is fun to be around
0: all right hey thanks guys uh, always appreciate it more coming up here tomorrow night join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live Amp program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com.
1: And here's Mark. It's another edition of the Edgington Post, and we have an unusual guest with us. Um, it's Randall Bloomquist. Randall, are, are you there? I am. Okay, now I read this uh, this newsletter that comes out on a daily basis. It's an industry newsletter. Uh, it's it, it, and you sort of work for it, and you put out your own newsletter that comes on a weekly basis, and that's called News Talk Edge. I found out about News Talk Edge through the, this uh, this email service, and and so I started reading your stuff, and it's always uh, you know very good. It uh, informs me about the the trials and tribulations of program directors and their dealing with PPM or um, you know what one should do from a programming standpoint for one's talk show and and that kind of thing all very industry kind of stuff but today um th- something exciting happened in my mailbox i saw uh, you know first off there was a it's a current issue of reason magazine includes a thought provoking piece on how the media performs during disasters and other emergencies and then you you quote reason magazine and i'm like oh i love reason magazine then i go down and you uh, you you're giving a little note to dr laura who's had some uh some problems she's uh, quitting, she's, yeah, quitting she's, she's quitting radio yeah. and you're telling her about how um, you know she's she's frustrated that her First Amendment rights have been uh, violated but in fact you're explaining to her the First Amendment only applies to the government uh, censorship of, of her speech and she, her First Amendment hasn't been violated or whatever to me these are the secret handshakes of the libertarian world um, This <laughs> these, these are ways that libertarians speak to each other and I'm like oh I gotta call this guy and uh, talk to him and see if uh, he wants to come do an interview and tell people about his uh, beliefs and stuff. Ah,
13: well, I uh, I you know, it was either that or flash the little decoder ring that <laughs> uh, that we all wear and uh you know I I figured I'd go with the code words instead of the code ring.
1: (laughs) Nobody's given me my code code ring, but I'm decoder ring. But I am
13: coming. You'll get it. I'm I'm looking
1: for it. So I I guess what I want to know is, um, and and you know, you and I had an exhaustive conversation today, and I will vouch for your credentials. Either that, or you're just blowing smoke up my butt. But I. I want to know um you know how did you come across the ideas of liberty how did you get into radio how did you get into radio or come across the ideas of liberties which came first i guess is the
13: well i will tell you um the radio really came first uh, uh... Because I was a kid, like like all kids, I'm 50 years old, and like every kid who grew up in the late 60s and 70s, radio was a very big part of my life. But unlike most kids, I wasn't particularly interested in the music. I didn't have a, a collection of 200 albums, and you know, I didn't have to know the latest song and go to the concerts and so forth. What always fascinated me. Uh, was the stuff between the records. Uh, I was listening to Don Imus when I was, you know, 12 years old and, uh, listening to the, the great music and, and fledgling talk show hosts, uh, in the, the Baltimore, Washington area where I grew up. And, uh, I was always fascinated by the personalities. And, uh, as I, I grew up, I, uh, first went into, uh, uh, public relations and then into journalism but always there I was always fascinated uh with radio and uh I was sort of made a gradual career uh progression I became a uh, a reporter for a trade publication called Radio and Records and uh shortly after I got there covering Capitol Hill uh talk radio really sort of began to explode on the public's uh, consciousness uh with the first Tea Party revolt, which I'm not sure anybody remembers anymore. I don't. I, I certainly never uh, heard of it. Many. Um, this is funny. This is a classic story uh, where we where we leave out the epilogue. It's a, It's so. It's told as a great victory, but we but we leave out the aftermath. Uh, you know, sort of like driving the Soviets out of Afghanistan. We forget what happened happened afterwards. Same thing. There was a Tea Party revolt led by talk show hosts around the country um, in the when would this have been? It would have been, I guess, in like nine. 19- 1889, And what these talk show hosts got together and said is, we are, uh, Congress wants to give itself a raise. We're, Congress should not be allowed to have a raise. We're going to stop it. And the way we're going to stop it is we're all going to ask our listeners to send teabags to Congress. Mm. And this was the, the teabag revolt, they called it. And, uh, and uh, at some point, Congress, uh, with all the press that came about, uh, articles about these talk show hosts stirring up trouble and so forth, um, they, uh, finally, the leaders in Congress said, okay, uh, no raise. We're going to back burner this. Well, this was declared a huge victory for talk radio. Talk radio got even more coverage. More stations started thinking about going to talk. Maybe there was something there. How exciting this is. Well, what everybody forgets to tell you is, about three months later, Congress went ahead and gave itself that raise after the heat was off. Yeah, but nevertheless, <laughs> talk radio was launched. Um, political talk, in particular, and but in particular, uh, you know, remember back then, uh, up to up pre-Rush Limbaugh, really most talk radio was populist to libertarian. Um, it didn't have this defining, you know. Uh, the this, this sort of galvanized conservative tone to it. Mm-hmm. Most local talk show hosts were, you know, populist and or libertarian.
1: And, and, and um, you know, but, they, you know I, the, those th- those two things cross a great deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The populist and libertarian th- philosophies. I mean, not always, yeah. certainly, but a great yep. deal.
13: And and you know they they didn't they didn't always have a cogent philosophy. That's why that's why I say sort of populist yeah. or, and or libertarian. They were you know basically what they were doing is they were smart broadcasters. They were smart uh, radio businessmen in that they were doing something that would make their listener go darn right, yeah, I agree <laughs> with this guy. You know, they were they were trying to, uh, you know, connect, uh, you know, on the issues. I think they would look at an issue and say, okay, hmm, what is going to make the most people say, yeah, I'm with him, and that's the position they would take. Um, it wasn't until Limbaugh came along and started taking these pure, pure doctrinaire conservative views, even when it uh, even when it angered listeners, uh, it wasn't until that point that you had that many Pure, ideologically pure conservative talkers. I remember one of the turning points was. When the first Gulf War, or the run-up to the first Gulf War, you remember there was all the hoo-ha about uh, the price of gas was going up, mm-hmm. and and the oil companies were supposedly hoarding oil and tankers off the coast, and people were furious. And they were calling Limbaugh, uh, who was fairly new on the air at that time, and they were saying, the government needs to do something about this rushing. You know, they're screwing the American people just as we're getting ready to go to war. And Limbaugh sort of gave this rhetorical shrug and said, "Look, we live in a free market economy. These companies are are looking at the future. They see a possible interruption to their flow. Uh, they're getting the revenue they can now to uh, offset the coming costs. It's a free market. You live by it. You die by it."
1: Of course, that's and not I think true. That shocked a lot
13: of talk radio <laughs> listeners who were expecting him to take out after the big oil companies.
1: Yeah, it, it probably but, did come as a shock.
13: <laughs> yeah. So at, at, at that time, at that at that point in the in the history of uh, you know the the fledgling days of talk radio, um, I approached the publisher of Radio and Records and said, Hey, we don't we don't write about talk radio at all. I'd, I'd love to write about talk, and he said, Sure, knock yourself out, kid. You can have one you can have half a page on the paper to write about talk radio. Well, I was there about seven years, and by the time I left, I was writing three pages every week about talk radio. Jeez, and I left uh, to become a uh, to run a talk radio station in charlotte north carolina wbt
7: oh, wow. um a big one.
13: and uh, i was i was there for several years and then moved to richmond virginia uh and then to washington dc and uh was in atlanta for the past several years um before uh before leaving radio and now uh i i consult with talk show hosts and talk Radio stations. Um, so the radio part came first. I will say this about the uh, the belief in in, in uh, personal liberty and skepticism about the government. I would say that came with with the wisdom and education of age, because. I was unlike a lot of kids, by temperament, I was a little bit of a conservative as a kid. I was, uh, my, you know, I was, I was like a little Republican kid. I wasn't the typical, you know, uh, anti establishment, hell raising, you know, you know, little devil, mm-hmm. uh, you know. You know, looking for for uh, you know uh, to to uh, stick it to the man. I was, you know, I was I was on the man's side. Um, and of course, all of that I realize now as I look back. All of that was supported by the propagandizing. <clears throat> excuse me, that you get when you're a kid growing up. I, I remember I was thinking the other day and smiling to myself about the books I remember checking out of the of the library when I was in you know fourth, fifth, sixth grade. The FBI, you know, American heroes. Oh, boy. And you go back and you look at these now and you realize... That this, you know, you're just being socialized and propagandized yep, I, uh, uh, sure. uh, into, you know, believing that, uh, you know, that no, no element of the government can do anything wrong. Every book in the library for kids is about the greatness uh, of every politician. Every biography yep. is about a great politician, and every book about an aspect of the government is about how wonderful, uh, you know, everything from, you know, the IRS <laughs> to the FBI to the Coast Guard is, you know, and and and. And I you know, I think like most kids steeped in that 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 suburban seventies growing up, you know, culture, I just I soaked it all in and and I I tended to be, you know, uh, you know, to be slightly right of center. And it wasn't until I grew up and and watched and learned and read and and mostly just experienced life that I began to realize that, you know, government could screw up a two car funeral. And 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 I just I, I I just began to see I just learned through observation and watching that a you you never help anybody by trying to carry them you got to try you got you know if people need help you got to help them walk um, and that you know that the the rule of uh, of un, the law of unintended consequences is so pervasive. Um, you know that anytime you try and do something top down you're you're you know going to come up with uh unforeseen negative consequences uh that that the only thing that works is when everybody is uh left to their own devices to look out for their own best interest because i think when you leave when you let people look out for their own best interest oftentimes they perceive as part of their best interest the best interest of their community and their fellows. That's I just think that that's the nature of you know anyone who's not a sociopath.
0: So um, so since you and got I, it, and I
13: just I, I've just become I, you know I used to be uh, you know somebody who looked up and and thought that the, you know that presidents were great men and no matter what they did we should support them. I, you know, I was eleven, you know, a little eleven year old kid, you know, a little fledgling, you know, Republican, you know, working for <laughs> Gerald Ford yep. when he ran for reelection, and I just had this. Uh, I I had been socialized into this uh this belief that that government was the answer and government could do no wrong and then of course you know when I was very you know fairly young you know you have the end of Vietnam Watergate Uh, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the various military adventures uh, that we've had since then, from the first Gulf War to to Iraq. uh, And I've just, you know, come to the conclusion um, that I can't make myself believe in anything other than people need to be responsible for themselves. And if you leave them and give them the freedom to handle things on their own to the greatest extent possible, you get the greatest collective result. I just, I can't, I I I just I I see no evidence to the contrary of that. Now that I'm an adult,
0: your story sounds very familiar to mine, uh, Randall. I mean, I'm a lot little younger. I grew up in the '80s and the the '90s, and uh, I was in the Rush Club at uh, during middle school when I was 13 years old. There was, I guess, a little club on campus uh, for fans of Rush Limbaugh at that time.
1: (laughs) Hey, I liked him back then (laughs) too.
0: And I grew up reading the you know the I like him
1: now, but I just don't like his politics. Right. I I
0: grew up looking Mm -hmm. at the military hardware books in the library too. So, uh, mm-hmm. I guess my question for you is: Well, if you got it and we got it, what's with all these other talk show hosts and their adherence to all the, you know, the Democrat slash Republican mindset?
13: Well, let me tell you that. Let me tell you that radio, <sighs> talk radio, is an interesting thing, and it's very. Um, hmm. We have this interesting uh, confluence you know, uh, in modern society where political debate, political discourse is intermingled so heavily with commerce – and you know, so you know, let's say it's uh, you know, let's people people always like they like to compare talk show hosts to the pamphleteers of the revolutionary period. I've even used that analogy. Um, but you know what? The pamphleteers weren't going. You know what? If I can crank out uh, you know a second edition of Common Sense, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> um, they 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 did it to, did pure and simply to 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 uh, uh, to promote a point of view and to, and to win a political debate. They weren't doing it to get rich. Um, today there's they are really all these guys are doing it to get rich the mm. po- the politics are second to that the uh the hosts and the people who employ them uh, are looking to make money, just like uh, you know a, a guy who uh, a guy who makes bagels. Uh, you know he would make bagels that uh, he would make bagels that tasted like red clay. If red clay bagels are what sold the most, yeah.
1: If, if they had cockroaches uh, in them, they, he'd put cockroaches in them if that's nice. what people wanted. <laughs>
13: Absolutely. And, and as well, he should. And so what happened, you know, the media business and, and TV always gets wrapped for this, rightly so, um, is, is such an imitative uh, uh, business. You had, uh, uh, you know, you know, of course, in TV, you would you know, one station would put on, uh, you know, if Beverly Hillbillies worked, then let's put on Petticoat Junction. And, you know, uh, you know, to, to bring it up to the modern day. If one quirky sitcom uh, about a group of friends in new <laughs> in a big city uh works, then every network is going to try and do a show that's a rip off of seinfeld and 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 radio is no different never mm-hmm. has been one morning zoo you know if one morning zoo uh, becomes number one uh in, in in the market then then every company is going to create their version of a morning zoo um and 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 so what happened in talk was uh you know the the People in talk who are, tend to be very, these days, very risk-averse and also tend to be uh, uh, very short-sighted and, uh, and at, the, at the senior levels not very creative looked around and watched Rush Limbaugh succeed. And they took away the wrong lesson from Le- Rush Limbaugh. They looked at Rush Limbaugh, they pointed at him and said, we need to do that. Okay, chief, what do you mean, that? We need to do conservative talk. Well, nobody had the nerve to tell the emperors who were saying, we need to do conservative talk because Russia succeeded, that, no, it isn't just that Rush is conservative. It's that he is a wildly talented communicator and entertainer. Indeed. Um We have so what happened? As as a uh, colleague of mine said, what happens happens now. What has happened now is uh, we've we've cloned all these uh, Rush Limbaughs, uh, none of whom are anywhere near as talented as radio people. um, But no, the bosses who are at this point the radio industry is uh, a heavily leveraged industry Um, it's under a ton of financial pressure nobody can afford or has the guts to take a chance so they go with what they perceive to be the tried and true well it's really the tried and worn out which is conservative talk and it's hard to find non-conservative talkers because, uh, let's say you, uh, you started out in radio as a 20-year-old FM rock DJ, and you grow up and you learn and study and grow and mature, and you decide you have something to say, and you'd like to, you know, you'd like to talk more, bring your personality to the radio.
1: A la Man-Cal well, Mueller.
13: Yeah, exactly. What do you do? You look around and go, hmm, what works? Conservative works. Yeah, and and so what's happening as a colleague of mine said is everybody who comes into the format everybody who wants to be a talk show host whether they're coming from the music side of radio or just off the street is playing a version of american idol they they sing the hits from the big mega groups Hmm. they go thank you very much i'm now going to audition and i'm going to do my version of rush limbaugh I hate Obama, (laughs) you know, Uh, and then you say to them, well, we're really looking for something different. And they go, well, yeah, um, well, my version of uh, conservative talk, I hate Obama is that I'm a woman. Yeah. Okay. And then somebody else comes along and this is true. Uh, I'm going to do my version of Obama sucks. uh, I'm a conservative, but my thing that makes me unique is that I'm a lesbian.
1: Yep. Or, or a black and guy, and or I'm, I'm younger, black, or, or I'm
13: Hispanic, yeah. um, or there are two of us, and we're brother and sister, uh, fraternal twins, you know, whatever. They can't get past the politics because they've they've looked around and seen that the only people who get hired is conservative. So we have a vicious cycle. Uh, we have the industry not willing to take a chance and branch out. And we have uh, talented people coming in thinking they have to be conservative. Uh, And the result is that type of radio is getting very threadbare. Uh, The research is coming back. I mean, this is just not me being tired of it um, or my next-door neighbor being tired of it. This is not anecdotal. The research is coming back. Collectively, radio listeners are rolling their eyes going, I get it. Oh, God, I got it. I got it. You think Obama sucks fine. I got it. And even um, if even if that's... Hour after hour, day after day, it's just candidly tedious and painful.
1: Right. And even when they do sing a different song, the only, the song is that George Bush sucks, you know, or the right. Republicans suck. So, I mean, they don't even, uh, they, don't even they don't even, when they the, the 10% of them that do manage to get on the air that are liberal are just doing the same thing, just doing the opposite thing of the Republicans and the same thing as the other liberals. Yeah, it's
0: they like, do the, the name calling. It's one of those things. There's certain things that these political talk shows have that they do name dropping of politicians, interviewing of politicians, name calling of the other side. They always have the cutesy names for the uh, their opponents and the uh, the other politicians. Right. Dirty this, Harry Reid, yeah, so whatever, <laughs> or the, the Limbaugh Army, or whatever the heck they call Dittoheads. I guess everybody right. else got the Army something or other, and it's just so it's so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
13: and it's and it it is it is interesting, and so many of them. Um, so many of them, uh, and this is where we get back to this, uh, I wouldn't call it a danger, but I, I think um, people have got to be mindful. You know, we, we need we need a lot more media education and savvy in this country so that people understand. Um, you know, uh, you, you can, you can, you're listening to a guy on the radio who's ranting and raving about, uh, you know, and, and, and throwing out all of these supposed statistics and facts and so forth. Um, and the average Joe doesn't know that, you know, no exaggeration, eight or ten months ago, this guy was a dope-smoking FM music DJ yeah. and knew nothing about politics, but this was his next job, He's playing a role. These are, you know, these are not the great thinkers of our time. I mean, these these conservative talk show hosts are not the William F. Buckley's of the air. I mean, they, they are they are guys um, who are paid to, by whatever means, attract and hold an audience. And uh, you know, there was just a quote recently from a very prominent program director, uh, legendary program director, even, where he said. Um, that truth is truth isn't necessarily essential to doing a talk show, you know. If you can use the truth to, to make an entertaining uh, argument and create a good back and forth, great. But if you got to fudge to get the uh, the fire going, then go ahead and fudge. Doesn't bother me. So
1: you know, um, and, go ahead. I'm sorry, Andrew.
13: I mean, I mean, I think it's just always important to remember one word. They're called talk shows. Mm-hmm. Indeed, are, I think it's important for for any serious. You know a person who who wants to learn about politics to understand that what talk radio is is the w w e you know <laughs> where where guys are running around the ring hitting each other with ideas instead of chairs,
1: yeah yeah some of their some of their ideas are as feeble as those chairs they hit each other with <laughs> in the w w e too and,
13: and, well, and I must tell you a lot of them if you listen closely to too many uh political talk show hosts today, they are I won't even say a mile wide. I, you know, they, they're an inch wide and a half an inch deep. I hear talk show hosts, and you never used to hear this. and You never hear it happen to Limbaugh. And, and, and you know, you never even really hear it happen to a Hannity. But I hear these local conservative talk show hosts very quickly get argued into corners. And they and they react like trapped animals and lash out at the caller. You're a liberal, and hang up on them. Yeah, (laughs) and you're going and you're going. Oh well, wait a minute. That wasn't an answer. You know, answer his question. It's a good point. Yep. Uh, They get. we've lost an art. It used to be the. The best talk show, uh, best talk show hosts. Um, you know whether they were talking about whether or not to pass the local city water bond or who to vote for for president. You know those those old school talk show hosts were great bullfighters. Uh, they were, you, know, uh, the, you know the you know the the caller would charge at them and they'd go, you know do some great cape work and spin around on their heel and the caller would come at them and they'd they fend them off with another great retort and then they'd counter this argument and you know and it was it was great to listen to it was it. It was a spectacle as they as they uh, duelled with these uh, these callers, some of whom were very knowledgeable. Today, it's all preaching to the choir. Um, you don't get. I mean, if you're if you oppose a talk show host, the way they treat you today, if you oppose a talk show host, why would you ever call? Yeah, you've um, you you really you got to wonder. I mean, I will tell you, as a, you guys probably know this from having been to radio conventions. Um, in person, Sean Hannity is the nicest guy in the he world. He
1: is a nice guy uh, in real life. He really is. Yeah.
13: he's a, I mean, you could sit in the hotel bar at a radio conference and talk to Sean until 3 in the morning and have a great time. But you get him on the air, and the minute somebody disagrees with him, he starts screaming and yelling at him and hanging up on him.
1: Yeah, until you disagree um, with him, just, even in there's, real life. <laughs> <yeah>.
13: <laughs> there's, there's just too much of that. Yeah. Um, In radio today. Uh, So what happens is you get this, what's been called the echo chamber, where Mm. it's, you know, it's Mark Levin talking to the people who love Mark Levin, who call in to tell Mark Levin he's right.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm the great one.
13: (laughs) (laughs) And again, Levin's a fascinating guy to me because during the day, he does very high-level, you know, very sophisticated, artful, you know, it's, you know, a high level constitutional law as a constitutional lawyer. That's what he does. He mm-hmm. argues, uh, you know, constitutional law cases and works on appeals uh, involving constitutional issues. And then at night, he takes a stupid pill or something and goes on the air and yells and screams at people uh, and gets uh, you know and and bends the, the facts to whatever but he his argument. He is has
1: to moment. though, you when you right. when you when you when your hammer is uh, conservatism, you can wrap it in tyranny versus liberty. You can call that that uh, that that conservative hammer tyranny uh, liberty. But if you're trying to use that hammer to hammer uh, to use violence on people, it's it doesn't look like liberty. So he's got to yell. You've got to yell at people. you Got to use the power of your of your uh, personality and uh, you know, and hang up on people in those situations because clearly people who understand the concept of liberty will get them put in the corner. Even uh, progressives will put them and put put somebody in, in that uh, you know wants to use government force to solve problems into a corner.
0: You know, Randall, um, just going to go back to when we were starting Free Talk Live back in two thousand and two. Uh, we were on a FM talk station in Sarasota, Florida at the time. Uh, there was one t- point. And I don't know how many months in it was like a month in or something like that. Mark, where where the general manager and the program director called us into the office and we sat down and they went over the rules of talk radio. <laughs> and this was one of the most uh, amusing and interesting interactions I've had in uh, in my radio career because they just kind of went down this list of stuff that you're supposed to do as a talk show host. And of course, I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> um, and, and one of them, one of them. Was and tell me if I'm getting this a uh, little wrong, Mark. But it was
1: basically never change your position. Well, you don't change yeah. in midstream. You you could change your position at night, but you couldn't change your position uh, on the air at that time.
13: Uh, that was- well, I will say this. Um, I will uh, uh, you know uh, let me say this about that. Uh, I, I think that uh, you do need to be careful about that because I. But I don't think it has to do. Uh, uh, people, you know, people like certitude. You know, uh, people listening to a talk show, as I said, I go back to the bullfight thing. Nobody wants to uh, to see the bullfighter get chased around the ring. And, and I've always believed, uh, God bless him, again, nicest guy in the world, smart guy. I agree with many things he says. But uh, Michael Smirconish, the talk show host, mm-hmm. um, has staked out for himself the position of, I'm the guy with no opinions.
1: Yeah that's great <laughs>
13: and the problem with that is i've actually heard michael st- start a segment uh, give you a good example uh he was talking about we need more bike lanes uh i'm a bicyclist uh, some days i bicycle to work in fact uh but i'm a big recreational bicyclist and we need more bike lanes and, and i think it's wrong that we don't have bike lanes and he went on this big long thing and was very passionate about it and and he got four phone calls in a roll uh uh, four phone calls in a row from uh, from listeners who said, "No, screw that! You doofuses on bikes don't belong on major roads. Cars are for cars. Get off the road." And by the end of the segment, Michael goes, "Okay, I kind of see it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have bike lanes." <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, that, who? What, that, you know, that, that, that how is that appealing? Now, I I, I think it's I. I, I you know, I don't think you want to be a squish, but I do think that if you, if you, I do think it's uh, okay to come on the air and say I don't necessarily know how I feel about this, um, and then take what everybody has to say and and why and let them watch your opinion evolve within your right. uh, within your your belief system
0: or or the one um, word you or, know the the phrase that a talk show host is really afraid to say I was wrong. Uh, yeah i think
13: I think that's fine too i think i and i th- I think that's fine too um you know i don't think uh I don't think again you can do that all the time yeah because, sure. again there is an element remember we talked about how we're at the crossroads of commerce and 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 policy debate public debate and public discourse and and again the the commerce part of that is there do there there really there truly is um you know that that professional wrestling heroes and heels sure dynamic at work. And well, I think if you're the hero, um, I don't think you can hang on to every position until you look foolish. But on the other hand, I think that you do have to be you have to be a true hero, which means you very rarely have to admit you're wrong because you are you are so committed to your belief system and you have done your homework so well that no one can upend you.
0: You know, the bringing up the commerce brings me to one of the things I wanted to, to uh, points I wanted to make about uh, these talk show hosts. And you were talking earlier about how they're they're all about you know making a bunch of money by pandering to this particular belief system or whatever it is they think is going to work to be like Rush except X, Y, and Z. And you've got somebody like uh, like a Glenn Beck, for instance, who all of a sudden has had this uh, skyrocketing fame and, and success
1: when he turns uh, starts using the term libertarian, by the way, uh, and. and-
0: well and i I used to live in we used to live in the sun Coast of Florida, so we were around when he was doing local radio for w f l a in in tampa and mm-hmm. so i've 've kind of heard him back then and i don 't really listen to much talk radio these days because i 'm running a business and all that uh, but mark you've you've heard some of his show and uh and it's, it's my observation that he has moved in the direction of more liberty over uh, over the years. And I guess it was pointed out the other night that he was talking about F.A. Hayek uh, recently on the air and has, has really kind of been flirting with uh, what seemed to be some pretty principled, liberty-oriented folks. I mean, he's had Penn Gillette, for instance, who is an incredibly sure. uh, principled liberty guy on his show. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't quite he hasn't gotten it at least on the air yet you have to wonder like how much does a guy like glenn beck who's experienced all of these real principled liberty ideas uh actually absorb those ideas and uh, and and you know come to the the same conclusions that say we have but he's afraid perhaps because of what uh the the consequences might be financially or what he believes the the financial consequences might be to actually go sort of all the way
13: well, here's uh, – I don't know if this answers you directly, but I uh, here, here's what I will say about Glenn, which is when he first uh, uh, came on the national scene, the way he was sold to radio stations was – this is Rush Limbaugh for young people. Mm. Uh, this is uh, a music guy who knows how to entertain, who knows how to use all the powers of radio to create compelling conservative talk. He's Rush Limbaugh for young people. That was the shorthand. Yeah. Um, and he did okay. Uh, I was uh, I was running uh, a station in Richmond, Virginia, at the time. We were the uh, one of the first stations to put Glenn on after nine eleven. Uh, he did very well for us. He still does very well for the uh, for uh, for the radio station in Richmond. He gets uh, uh, double digit uh, numbers and uh, sells out all of his shows when he goes there uh, to do live uh, live appearances. Uh, Glenn's very popular there, and he was doing okay as rush limbaugh for young people but uh, and then there was a time of trial and tribulation where he wasn't doing very well and I think Glenn wasn't happy with the show, the program directors weren't happy with the show and Glenn sort of went into this cocoon and burst back out as what you hear now, this sort of um, conspiracy fueled uh, dark vision guy who was the sort of prophet of doom. Yes, a beautiful um, conspiracy and, 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 disutopian and here's the butterfly. The punchline, is, the punchline is he's doing much better now that he's being his authentic self mm. than he was when he was quote unquote rush for young people, yeah,
1: I heard him struggling with these these issues on air i mean he would he would struggle with them. he would just say, You know, I want to say some conspiratorial stuff here, but I'm not going to do it and uh, you know he would he would just absolutely uh look that way and you know i totally I totally get that a talk show host needs to be them their authentic self i don 't see how they can be anything but that but i i couldn 't well, do that one job of things
13: that was i I thought somebody uh, and actually uh you may have seen this because it was uh, it was a post in um, uh, uh, reason's uh blog the hit and Run blog. Where they they went back, you know. Glenn Beck has recently started this series of video uh lessons. Yeah, yeah Glenn Beck University, they call it, mm-hmm. and uh, you pay nine ninety nine or whatever. And there are lessons about the Constitution and American history and so forth. And somebody from Reason went and watched five or six episodes, and just in those five or six episodes, <laughs> they they noticed like fifteen mistakes or or misrepresentations. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know or inferences that that really were not correct or justified and um what the what the writer said was what you're watching with glenn what you're seeing there is is something Dangerous, which is you know, Glenn's an autodidact. He's you know, he never went to college. He was a mediocre high school student. You know, he had this sort of intellectual awakening when he was older, and has taken upon himself to teach himself. But the problem, as this uh, reason author pointed out, is that Glenn is trying to teach material that he hasn't mastered yet. Yeah. And so Glenn wakes up one week and is uh, enthralled with some new author. Um, and 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 reads uh, the book, mm. and then races into the studio to tell everybody about it and doesn 't always
1: and the passion get it right. the passion does come through though i mean when and sure. and that 's that 's an important part of radio when you when he talks about you know his experiences reading uh common sense or whatever uh, it is it, it it really does come through in the passion i think he he whips a lot of people up on it um,
13: well, I he's, uh, he is one of uh i heard him uh referred to recently as um, the, the new Oprah, because he is apparently to the point of being able to sell books uh, on par with Oprah. If, you, if Glenn starts talking about your book, has you as a guest on his show to talk about the book, they just fly off the shelves.
1: Wow. Well, I I can see why any author would be um, attracted to that, Randall. Before I, I let you go, I wanna I want to explore your vision for the next generation of ish, of issues oriented talk. Um, sure. I, I you know I just you know currently we know what we have currently and we know what it's turned into, and I can see that something new's got to occur. What is going to happen in the in the next decade or two decades in in, in talk radio?
13: Well, I think that what you're what you're going to see with uh, with radio is um, you, we're going to see right now that you know everything is uh, you know, the, the great pendulum that rules almost all human affairs has swung with talk radio to I think uh, sort of the high point on one side of every of just a, a glut of network programming. Um, It's not uncommon now for stations that 10 years ago had all local shows except for Rush Limbaugh to now have only one local show, and every other show is a national network program. Mm -hmm. Um, What radio people are starting to uh, rediscover, uh, especially under the hammering of people like me reminding them of this every single day, is that in this new media landscape where there are so many places to get uh, national level political material. You know, uh, you know, from podcasts to internet radio uh, to you know whatever you name it. They cable, all the cable, all the political cable TV channels now, you can get national stuff everywhere, everywhere. Well, in that world, one of the things that differentiates radio is. I can talk about what's happening down on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And Rush Limbaugh's never going to do that. Glenn's never going to do that. Sean's never going to do that. You know, if our local uh, county commissioner, uh, you know, uh, and this actually happened when I was at WBT in Charlotte, but if you know, if a county commissioner makes a, you know, a breathtaking anti-gay slur, you know, from his chair on the podium during a commission meeting, uh, you know, Rush and Sean and Glenn aren't going to talk about that. But the local talk station can, and I think we're going to see a a, a slow move uh, as the industry heals financially a little bit. We're going to see a move back to more local talk, Um, and I think that you're going to, uh, to, to see also in, in, in markets, you may still have one all conservative station, uh, but I think you're going to start to see stations that, um, are kind of throwback or retro or, you know, what's old is new again, where, uh, you know, the guy who's on from nine to noon, uh where right now maybe you 're hearing Glenn Beck you know down the road, we may go back to a host that talks about politics when politics matter, but also talks about the trials and travails of raising a teenager uh and may interview Ellen deGeneres if she's in town, you know something that's of a broader appeal um and is less polarizing and less uh uh you know anger-driven. Uh, I really do believe that's going to happen because these stations are seeing that when you take a, a radio station and you have no connection to your local community, you, you mummify the station. It just It's there, and yes, it's on the radio and the signal's going out, but but it's just, it, it's, it's, a, you know, maybe a better analogy than mummy is zombie. It's, it's, it's the walking dead. It's, you know, oh, hey, Liz, I'm listening to Sean Hannity, just like I can watch him on Fox tonight, or just like I can go on XM radio and hear him. Um, nothing unique about that. But if it's, uh, you know, the Mike Davis show and Mike is, uh, you know, talking about, uh, something that, you know, is affecting all of our lives here in any town USA, um, that's unique. That's, that's different. That's content that I can't get anywhere else. So I think we're going to see a move back to that. Right. Plus, uh, um, you
0: know, I think one of the factors that's helping that is, to some extent, the breaking up of these monster companies. I mean, Clear Channel divested itself of a whole bunch of radio stations not too long ago. And, of course, a bunch mm-hmm. of other companies are going through bankruptcies, which means that yes. uh, you know the stations are being sold off at pennies on the dollar, uh, which means local operators can start taking over and, and bringing a little more competition into yep. the
13: marketplace. Yeah, and I think that there are uh you know, I think there are a lot of smart smart broadcasters who um you know, got sidelined in the in the wave of consolidation of the radio industry where suddenly where once we had um uh what do we have? I think we have about 11,000 radio stations in the US. I think that's right. Uh and you know, we got, we got to where there were 11,000 radio stations and there were probably at one point, you know, 7,000 owners, uh, and now we've gotten to a point where, you know, you know, it's, it's really this, uh, uh, you know, uh, you've got four or five companies that own the vast majority of stations. You're right. As those break up, I think those good broadcasters, those general managers who got forced out or owners who sold out at a big profit and now regret getting out of the business, I think there will be opportunities for them to come back. We've actually already seen that. Um, with uh the former owner of Citadel Broadcasting uh who had who sold out to a big you know, big operator uh he's now bought a couple stations in the Pacific Northwest and is is you know doing a community oriented locally driven type of radio so uh i think you'll see that i think also one thing that the, the that talk radio has got to address is um, it is It's dying of old age. Its arteries are hardening. Um, Depending on who you believe, the average age of a talk radio listener is somewhere between Fifty-one and and sixty mm. fifty-one and sixty somewhere in there. Uh, and I, I take that back. And not the average age, the median age. Oh, that's so bad. Let's, let's, split, <laughs> let's split the difference and say the median. Let's split the difference and say the median age is fifty-five. That means, of course, that half the people listening to talk radio are over fifty-five.
0: Yeah, well, that, um, that's that's so, true, yeah. and one of the things that's going to help that is moving talk to FM. Clearly, younger listeners yes. are there, but also bringing younger hosts in uh, is going to yeah. be a, right. a factor. And that's as not well. that's
1: just not happening no. anywhere. Um, you know, the, the the big the big broadcasters, uh, the you know, the big syndicates, they aren't bringing in young hosts. They're the only their only solution to their problem is trying to find Hollywood people or famous people that that think they can do a talk show and and trying to turn. that that into a talk show and it's, uh, it's a, it's it's a formula that so far hasn't been predict, uh, pr- particularly productive.
0: Or if they are bringing in a younger host, it's somebody who's doing the Rush Limbaugh thing, uh, you know, all over right. again, except the younger Rush Limbaugh. Right, like you said about yeah, that. Yeah, and, and
13: I and I will tell you that. Um, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Of that one thing I think is unfortunate is when I worked at WBT in Charlotte, I hired a young guy who was just a just a hellraiser uh guy that you may have heard of because he's on uh, XM now by the name of Mike Church and when I hired Mike he was a rock and roll talk show host i mean he he uh you know uh he his show. He used to say, "This is a show for dudes." And uh, they would talk about football. They would talk about you know throwing a great party. They would talk about tailgating. They would talk. They would talk some politics, some local issues, but they'd also talk about getting laid. I mean, it just it was a very young, very a very youth oriented show. It was a show that a, you know a. 28- or 30-year-old guy could really get into. Well, Mike went on with his career, went to a couple different places, and I finally, And uh, when I next crossed him, uh, I said, Mike, what are you doing now? He goes, well, I'm on XM. Oh, really, what are you doing there? Well, I'm on the XM Patriot channel. I'm, I'm doing conservative talk, uh. and I listened, to, I listened to him. And, again, it's a Rush Limbaugh clone. And I think that's because, unfortunately, as you say, that's the only way he felt he could work.
0: Uh, I got to tell you, one um, part of our story—it sounds kind of familiar—is um, when Free Talk Live was on. In, if we're working for Clear Channel one of the great things about our situation down there was because of all the consolidation the so-called program director was really the program director of the oldie station and the the fm talk station was kind of on a rim shot uh signal that wasn't really solid in the sarasota marketplace it was down south uh and he wasn't really paying attention to the station basically so we were kind of free to just do our thing without having any kind of uh man uh, d- manipulating the content of the show or or making suggestions to us. So we just kind of did Free Talk Live. And eventually, when they were getting ready to uh, to kind of revamp the local... What they had back at the time was this... Uh, they had a local AM station that was kind of the the forgotten AM in the closet. Literally, it was in a closet. And... <laughs> Uh, and they were planning on making it a local AM station because at the time it was uh, basically a refeed of the WFLA and so we were talking about making it into a Sarasota kind of local talk station said all right guys well we're going to take the fm off the air we're going to flip it back to music but we're going to put free talk live in afternoon drive because we're we've always been an evening show it's like yeah okay that sounds great and i'm so glad they never did they ended up going with Sean Hannity instead of us they were going to go local they didn't do that really they they blew free talk live off i ended up getting you know uh, the severance package, they let me go after six years and thank goodness they did because it set me free uh to cr- to create my show in the way that I wanted to without having you know all these corporate managers trying to tell me what was the right thing to do we took the show out brokered it you know brokered it on a local AM for a while and then took it and we finally got syndicated and you know now we're on 82 stations including clear channel stations and nobody's in charge of the the content anymore had i stayed had we stayed on clear channel i have no doubt that somebody would have come in and said yeah guys you you shouldn't be talking about these things anymore. Why don't you try talking about this? We need you to be, you know, more friendly toward X, Y, and Z. And I'm so glad that never happened. And it's because I was set free from kind of that uh, that corporate system.
13: Well, and there's, uh, you know, there we go. And that brings us full circle because, you know, once again, you, you, there's an example where uh, your freedom uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, maximize your unique talents. Uh, has gotten built, given you tremendous success instead of you know a command and control situation trying to force you into uh, you know uh, a role. Uh, so I, I you know I think another thing that's going to happen is I, I think the one thing that's going to change with shows, and I don't know how it's going to happen is. Um, you know, a veteran of the business said to me not long ago, "Look, this whole country is ADD. It's not fair to say only the young people, you know, have short attention spans. We all do." And he said, "Talk radio is going to have to change these, you know, these one-hour, hour-and-a-half discussions of, you know, uh, the latest outrage by Michelle Obama." Aren't, that's, that isn't going to attract the next generation. Um, it's going to have to be a lot more hit it and quit it. And I think that's one thing that you see that Man Cow does. Um, I can't decide whether Man is radio for the next generation or whether you know whether he's on speed. I, I don't know. But if you listen to his show, he oftentimes will he'll he'll talk about four things in five minutes. And and actually give them their due. He'll, he'll, he'll say about all that needs to be said on those topics. And, and, and in the background, there's music playing at the same time. And it's like, it's like talking politics in a dorm room with four roommates. I mean, it's, 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 it's maniacal. Um, but. You know, in this, with this new personal people meter rating system, one of the things we're seeing is people really are not going to stick around forever to hear you drone through a big setup about why Michelle Obama shouldn't be in Spain. Um, you know, again, move, hit it and move, you know, let's go. So and I think that there's, there's going to have to be more of that and hosts that have the ability to kind of create Fabergé eggs of talk, these beautiful, elegant, Summations that say everything and make the point in four minutes are going to be valued over the guy that clears his throat and you know basically gives a speech for for twelve minutes.
1: <laughs> now, I, I, I guess I guess my uh, my final question before I I, I, um, I, I send you on home because I know you've got to get to your family um, is. What do you see for the liberty message in talk radio? Is it, is, is it going to be this fringe thing that uh, continues on being the, the fringe thing, the sort of the freckled-faced the, the, uh, the redhead uh, kid brother of, of uh, conservative talk, or is it going to come into its own? Uh, what do you see in that area?
13: Well, I think what to, I think that there is, and there are smart people in this business who believe that there is uh, that the next breakout Star in talk radio could be a true libertarian talk show host. Um, We've got, uh, we have one nationally syndicated. Uh, uh uh self-proclaimed libertarian host in Neil Bortz, who comes out of Atlanta um you know Bortz, uh as i've often said uh i don't know that uh, regardless of all he did his success in Atlanta radio and he's he he dominates Atlanta radio Everybody sure does. he can't go anywhere without being recognized everybody knows Neil Bortz in Atlanta the show doesn't do quite as well in other cities it, it, it just it, it just doesn't um and i i on on the, on the Policy side of things, I've never really felt that that Neil did a great job for the libertarian cause because he's a very nasty guy. Um, he's not and, much of a
0: libertarian and, either. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't help that he's a warmonger.
13: <laughs> yeah, and, well, I, yeah, well, you know, again, you know, there, there are, of course, there are a thousand stripes and flavors of libertarians, but uh, what I find fascinating about Neil is, um, you know, uh, not, only, not only is. Uh, is he, has he been pro-war, but he also thinks that people who protested the war at its outset actually said this, that war press protesters at the start of the war should have been jailed.
7: Wow, that's crazy. Um, you
13: know, he's, uh, he is virulent in his uh, criticism and overt hatred of, uh, of, of Islam. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I am I am surprised he has not had uh, you know some of the uh, the uh, Muslim activist groups on his neck because the things this guy says about Islam are un. Well, it's
0: people like Neil Bortz and Glenn Beck and the other people that call themselves libertarians. Is Dennis one of the Miller reasons. is another one. Dennis Miller. The reasons why, I, part of yeah. the reasons why I've moved into calling myself a voluntarist, because I've always believed that being a libertarian mm-hmm. means allowing other people to live their lives how they want, so you can be free uh, and uh, you know living life uh, in whatever way you feel is right, as long as you aren't harming anyone else. I don't think any of those hosts get that. I don't think any of them do.
13: Well, and and, and you know they. Uh Look, again, we all know that one of the, one of the things that, um, is a challenge for, for the, uh, libertarian movement is, uh, I, I, it was, uh, I think it was Penn Gillette who said, you know, we got the gun guys and the dope guys and they hate each other, but they're all in the tent and it's, it's like herding cats, you know, uh, it, there, there are again so many different types of libertarians, but I would, I would agree that there has not I haven't heard. I haven't heard the, um, and the. And the key will be the key for that for that message, for that freedom and liberty message to get out. For for there to be a rush Limbaugh of of libertarianism, you can't create that in the laboratory. You know. You know how they can't seem to get pandas to mate in captivity. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's 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 the it's the same kind of thing. Nobody went out and said, nobody, nobody sat down and stroked their chin and said, I'm going to create the most influential conservative radio host ever. Um, Rush Limbaugh was just out there, a veteran, gifted broadcaster who had been a music DJ, uh, a radio newsman, had done a little bit of talk, you know, had done commercial production. He had, you know, he had mastered all his radio Jedi skills, and it just so happened that his personal belief system was conservative. So the problem that, you know, progressives have had is they've they've done, they've made that mistake. They've tried to go into the lab and create a progressive, you know, Rush Limbaugh. You can't do it. I mean, you you can't synthesize that. Um, and so I think that we're, you know, uh, people who would like to hear, uh, you know, someone with the the entrancing, you know, qualities and persuasive qualities uh, of Rush Limbaugh speaking for our beliefs. We're just going to have to wait and hope and pray that that guy emerges. You know, it may be uh, it may be you guys never know. Um <laughs> But uh, it's but it's not going to happen with somebody uh, you know somebody from the uh, somebody from the Ayn Rand Institute is not going to be able to fund a program to to create the, the next great libertarian star. Won't happen.
1: So Randall, I, 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 it's I'm, been a great hour. Yeah by so, the way. sorry for turning this twenty minute interview into an hour on you, but <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, I, I guess the the last thing I want you to be able to do is is plug your newsletter. So in case, and I know we do have a great deal of listeners that would be interested. In getting it, you know, people that are interested in the radio industry. Well,
0: I'll send it out to my industry list. I've got 600 names on my uh, on my industry email list of mostly program directors. Well, that's, that's the interview. No, please do. Right, I'll send the interview out. to
1: that. But I, I'm, I'm oh, you, you. S- send out the interview. That, that's, that's fine. But I just mean uh, people that might want to subscribe to the newsletter so that, uh, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be good for ads if more people are, are subscribed to sure. it, right?
13: Sure. absolutely, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will tell, I, I'm going to, uh, I, I'm gonna make it simple. There's there's two two things I do folks uh, might be interested in. One is my blog uh which is called TalkFrontier.com. dot com. Okay. Talk front talkfrontier.com. And at TalkFrontier.com, dot com you can uh sign up for for the uh the weekly newsletter I do, which is called News Talk Edge.
1: Yes, I'm signed up for that one.
13: Okay.
0: And, and so am I, but I didn't know about TalkFrontier.com. No, I didn't either. I like the industry blogs. Is so this an
1: RSS uh, situation? Yes, you
13: can. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can sign up on RSS, uh, and uh, we've got uh, quite a following. I, I just love, uh, I, I love the um, uh, the the instant uh, feedback and the detail you get on on uh, audience metrics with the internet. I want to know who the twelve people in Russia are who are getting my RSS feed. <laughs> you know they
1: are though. I mean they're out there.
13: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah.
1: Thank Great you. Stuff. Randall Blomquist uh, uh, from TalkFrontier.com and News Talk Edge.
13: Thank you very much for having me.
3: Thanks for coming on, Randall. I appreciate it. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public. Like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance. Or refi with cash out. Up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com.